the Demon Dust Podcast, dedicated to the His Dark Materials, BBC, HBO television series, based on the works of Philip Pullman, powered by the South Congress Podcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Demon Dust Podcast. This is the supplemental content, summer, spring, summer jam, uh, chaos seeds, spectacular. <laughs> I'm Travis Bryant, back in the house. Kendria Clark with me, as usual. Ken, what's happening? Hey, thanks for having me, Travis. Absolutely. Um, so, we're here to talk, this is our third episode, so section three of book one of The Land, Founding Chaos Seeds. Uh, by Alaron Kong. And um, in the first two episodes, we talked about the first two sections, up and through chapter 13. Um, where we ended there was, um, was was Richter and Scion vowing to kick some monster butt in the morning. So they get a good night's sleep, they awake, and... Uh, and Futon has basically been been using the mist workers to to continue without having to be told over and over again or new tasks. He's a pretty a pretty damn awesome piece of AI or magic or a combination of the two. And uh, yeah, he, he he continues progress with the mist workers. Uh, they go over the details of the mist and the mist village enchantments because he still hadn't put a defense up whether he was going to use the confusing mist or the concealing mist and and after thinking it through he Richter decided to uh, go with the confusing mist which when people are in the mist they um, they just they're disoriented they're forced even though their mind wants to go forward their for their foot in their body makes them like go a bit to the left or whatever and it's just they get turned around and, and the mist confuses them never finding hopefully the village itself right so they can't see five feet in front of them um scion and richter sort of do a dry run of exactly what it's like to be in the confusing mist um and um richter uh travels some feet away from scion um scion becomes confused and disoriented and can't find richter um and then even when richter comes back to him um he comes from a director from a direction that he is not expecting um, because the confusing mist does exactly um, as its moniker would suggest um, confuses and misleads um, and we move on from there yeah Scion, uh, Richter comes back into Scion's view and it's like it seems like you came out of nowhere and if I would have had to guess I would have thought you would have come from a completely different direction and Scion just really can't believe that it's it works so good it works so well uh, and then Richter goes into into his stats and he gives Scion immunity and then immediately Scion's like <laughs> looks around and can see everything clearly and uh, you know is amazed so he, after that demonstration he's Richter's pretty satisfied and happy with the defenses of of the uh, of the village because if it's just concealing mist you just walk through it and you go okay I can't see anything 
as your dry run, you're just walking through like, okay, I can't see anything. Scion, can you see me? And he goes, no, I can't see you. But obviously the confusing miss has a whole, whole nother element to it. So he gives Scion the, the immunity and they walk for a time. And then they run up on some skeletons. And they, <laughs> right. and they almost and they almost get shot, sort of almost, uh, because of their voices. So they come up on a cave that the skeletons are are guarding, and and um, but the mist, but the mist is 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 there. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, they the, the skeletons can't see them because the mist is doing its job. Uh, but a couple errant arrows come their way. They duck down. Uh, Futon's kind of an idiot and he starts you know uh, 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 yes my lord he's like shut up they only saw us or knew where we were because of uh, because of our voices so he gets Futon to, to speak quietly when there's enemies around also he was a little upset that Futon didn't uh, didn't, <laughs> didn't see them right. coming or not didn't see them coming but didn't know and he's like what the Warn hell Futon what, right. you're not going to give us a little warning and he's like oh he kind of gave like a like a, a really kind of super dry. I mean, that's and... his thing. That's Futin. But it, it, in this section, it was a few times where Futin was like, "Oh, I thought that was obvious," or 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 he's just not right. giving Richter the information he needs when he needs it. Uh, later, we find out he could tap into the mist, the village's mana. Uh, so right. when he's fighting and having battles, this battle coming up with the skeletons, he runs out of mana. He has to like take time off, you know, to juice back up. And later he he figures out uh, 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 feuding like. So you're telling me I could have been tapping into <laughs> the village's mana pool this whole time and not almost dying? He's like, yes, my lord. That is exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> he's just such a deadpan piece of crap. Uh, Which so, is hilarious because yeah. Futon has all has this wellspring of uh, information, but is still encumbered by this limited um, ability to assess the situations and what takes priority. So it's really, really funny to know that he has all of this information, but that Richter sometimes falls short of be, of giving those those, those directives. Um, so yeah, it it, it it hijinks ensue. It is funny. Yes, it, it they do manage at moments like this when arrows are being shot and danger is like right there to to have some levity and uh, and uh, you know just some some fun and some antics and like you said some hijinks uh, so they they send Vuden gets sent by Richter to scout invisibly and uh, he gives he comes back and they plan an attack and and go and the plan is was this the plan basically to to this uh, is the yeah. the flare and shout is what this is this is the futon you make bright noise you make bright lights and noises in one direction and we will come from another direction and pick off um the skeletons who are basically wanting to hunt and kill us yeah um so they uh get Futon to you know run off to the right and they circle around and they pick them off with imbued arrows well, well, this one is this this better. is when they're entering the cave so he goes like up to them 
flashes, he, he goes up to them invisibly, flashes his right. bright light. They pop up with their imbued arrows, let off some arrows, and and uh, and then the skeletons ran at him, and then they had like a brief sword fight. But it was a little more – this. what you're thinking of is later when they have the, the full-on – it's basically hit the, the hit-and-run hit kind of uh, uh, deal. But that's what the – Way more powerful uh, skeletons from from inside. So these are the the big boss first level. Gotcha. You know when they're entering first level uh, uh, first level skeletons. I think he even analyzed them, and they were pretty. Yeah, level six and level five right. that they're dealing with. Um, one sixty and one fifty health respectively, and one twenty each on stamina. So not a ton, and they have a little. You know, it's not a a tough, tough fight, but it's not like they shot him with one arrow apiece. Even Scion, who has like the the, the really powerful imbue skill, um, they had the fight and one managed to uh, l- like lost an arm, but still managed to do a little sword fight and a little swashbuckling. Um, right, because and... still scary skeleton monsters. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, they fight off the they they fight off the one group. Then they they realize their noise. Obviously, it's bringing more more skeletons from inside, and obviously these are going to be more uh, powerful. They they leave to regroup. Richter yells FML, and 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 Sion wants to. What does that mean? I, I'll, I'll tell you later. Um, right, because sidekicks mm-hmm. in all respects. Yes, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So inside. Oh was a skeleton warrior who was a level nine and that's who chased him and that's when he yelled out you know fml uh they ask uh futon if he can get hurt or be destroyed he's like i can be destroyed by strong magic but i'm nearly immune to physical attacks and he's like well good that's that this is the plan Uh, he says those skeletons nearly kicked our ass we need concealment the concealment of the mist to destroy uh, the rest of these things so they waited a few, the mana regened, and they wanted Futon to turn invisible, make loud noises to draw to draw them out. They'll power, you know, hit them with the imbued arrows, and then right. while they're being chased around, uh, well, there were some archers, and they the, the first the first plan of attack was to take those archers out, um, and then there was a big skeleton warrior who carried an axe. And there was one good spot where the skeleton warrior, who's really quick on his feet, that's what you learn in this little battle, he turns and he puts his big axe in front of his face to protect the from the imbued arrow shot. But the imbued arrows were for the archers, and they managed to uh, take those guys out. And this is where the hit-and-run uh, attack came came in. So because they use the mist as concealment, they are they go basically f- fire a few arrows, imbue, let let them see where they are, and mm-hmm. then and then run, and then right. the skeletons kind of look around like because they're in the confusing mist, and they go, all right, well, we we, we lost track of them. Let's let's go do something else, and then boom, from from the other side, the other guy attacks, and this was a, a like we talk about one of the the tenets of of you know friends made enemies made magics learned but strategies used is mm. is one and and that's not to be downplayed because at every turn before the fight and now Richter is 
is being the leader here. He didn't hesitate right. because before with the goblins, it was pretty much all Scion's plan. Uh, he came up with the strategy. I think you know Richter got him to, to climb out on the uh, climb out on the uh, on the branch to drop the poison into the stew. But that was just a matter of a necessity. Richter's you know five ten, right. you know, one hundred seventy pounds guy can do that without with his lack of stealth skill, and, and Scion just could. Um, but it, but everything was pretty much Scion's idea, and he was the he still is because he's the better, more experienced fighter. But this time, this go round, Richter was like, "Look, this is what we're going to do," because I think in a, in a way he's like, "This is my village," because they're still in the in the MV, they're in the Mist Village. It's his right. concealment enchantment, his confusing mist. Um, so we're going to use my strategy and and scion to his credit did not at, at any turn did he go uh well or show any kind of he just was like he was confident in his in his bud that he would that he would and could get the job done and he did right and and it was a struggle up at the end where where richter finally got the uh uh killed the skeleton warrior big guy who was running downhill at him at a full sprint, but like tripped over a tree stump or a root or something and just sprawled mm-hmm. out 12 feet right in front of him as Richter was four or five seconds into an imbued arrow. And then he just shot the guy right in the top of the skull and it just like rippled down his neck, shoulders and torso. It was like right. really cool description. Um, but it, he was so close at 12 feet away from the guy and six seconds of five, six seconds of an imbued arrow so the blast threw Richter back and he hit his head on a tree or a branch or something. And then the next thing you know, Scion's slapping him across the face to wake him up. Front and back ways, both ways. Yes, yes. He even goes, yeah, I get getting, you know, the first one was like to wake you up. But that second one coming from the back was was a little... Uh, yeah. A little Extra, much. a bit much. And then Scion quit lying around. Time to get back to work. Quit mm-hmm. lying around. The man just killed like a level nine skeleton skeleton warrior. Uh, so, oh, 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 and then Scion picks him up, and Richter's head spinning, and he goes, uh, "What's FML?" <laughs> so he he still wants his explanation. Right. Um. I thought that it was super. Uh, I love the way that they um, strategize in this fight and with the goblins yeah. um, to work around Richter's low level. Um, they are not just running into danger head on, you know, with their weapons raised, yelling at the enemy. They are being super strategic because really, that's a Richter's that's level have. is so low yeah. that if they tried, to, if if they even thought about it real hard, Richter would well, absolutely die and have to start from the beginning again. So, so I mean, he definitely some knocks. He gets in there. Uh, but the strategy is almost as as important as the brawn is. Yeah, if not more. I mean, because they just don't even together. I mean, you, you talk about Richter's level. Richter's about to in this section gets up to level eight. He's mm-hmm. pass, he passes Scion level wise in this section because he's won a KIC, gets the six points, he gets all the extras, and for the past month that he's been in the land, it's been a non-stop 
points and XP fest because he's just been fighting mm-hmm. and doing quests and 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 and, and swinging his sword. So it's uh, he's zoomed past Scion level wise, or he will uh, uh, zoom past him. Oh. Um, but so, but still, the all they have, or, or not all, but the the brain and the strategy is still that much uh, better than the brawn that they that they bring. Richter as a chaosy, the way that he um, gets skills and points to level up is almost the equivalent to dog years um, in uh, comparison to the way everyone else in the land um, receives this experience. He is flying past people who have lived their entire existence in the land. And, you know, if you are a low level, I don't know, beggar or farmer you might never get past level 10 and you're entire no can no, they say in, in chapter 19 when when he gets when they talk about uh folks in the city and he's and because he's analyzing everybody because when he meets Tarad, Tarad's a level six and he's like whoa most of the people the soldiers are level 10 Right, but the people are somewhere between level one and three. He says no matter because of how the affinities work, the the higher you because he he noticed when he checked Scion's uh, stats later, he's like, wait, your affinities went down the Damn. higher your level went. So there's a serious balance that that the land doles out. Like they don't they don't, they don't play in the land, which makes Richter being a chaos seed that much more of a cheat code because he already starts with 100% affinity for everything right. and he has the limitless and now later on he he gets that fast learner ability. Oh, sh- did we did we uh I don't think we skipped that. Uh no, 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 no way. Um no. when he unlocks that right cuz he they're still at the dungeon. Yeah. Um Right. So he's such you again, especially on now the third read. It's like this guy's such a cheat code. Like you already, Mm -hmm. you already know going in. Like the way they explain it in the first time you read, you get it. But it's really, really, really sinking in that he has every. He's been there a month, and he's he's flown past. Scion's thirty four years old. He lives in a in a warrior culture. Where right. he's going to be fighting, doing stuff, and he's an herbalist. He's a he's got his um, his uh, alchemy skill too that we learn about later. So he's like does stuff in three decades, three and a half decades. And Richter has come and been there for not even three months, and he's already uh, uh, so. So imagine Richter being with Richter. He's twenty four. Imagine what Richter at forty is going to be like if he can right. going at this pace. Uh, yeah. Um, so which yeah, is, which mm-hmm. is what the imp said when he first got there. Like, hey, mm-hmm. what you have is extremely rare. If I were you, I would not tell too many people about your limit limitless capabilities. Like, you have the don't um, even tell people about your gift of tongues. Like, that's right? something that that's like just the fact that he all he has to do is hear a language, and then he just boom. Now he knows it. He can hear, read, speak, and understand it. It's yeah, it's uh, God mode. I mean, boop, 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 you put in there. And then you add the immortal or the the potential immortal stuff, the extra lives. and Right. <laughs> it's just like, you better win. <laughs> you, 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 you went to IGN.com and was like, the land cheats, and they just gave you a list. <laughs> 
You better. You know what was a super funny thought for me? So they talk about, um, he talks about putting his skill points um, into different categories. Uh, and he talks about luck. And the funny thing to me is when he was in that fight with the skeleton um, warrior right before um, he gets knocked out, the skeleton warrior is tripped about to jump the, up. He tripped over a root right. or a stump or some shit coming out the ground that he didn't notice. Right. So not only <laughs> do you have the ability to learn all of this stuff and surpass all of these people you also have limit the ability for limitless luck well no not that, limitless luck 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 isn't a skill skills are limitless luck is an ability that you have to put your points into gotcha for, because it comes it becomes a ritual later in the books that every oh i gotta put that one or two or three points into yeah. luck so everybody starts with a base level a 10 of luck and he's already at like a maybe a 14 or a 16 because right because when he got a big chunk he he put he dumped like his last six and luck at one like the first or second major point get time got time he got points i don't remember specifically but yeah and he even makes note that no good southern boy can't you know play a a couple hands of texas hold'em and and then so yeah so he he gets he hates it every time it's begrudging, but he goes, I gotta put that, you know, put them. So, no, that's charisma. He begrudges putting putting points in charisma. Lucky understands right. charisma. Charisma, he calls such a soft fun. skill, I think, or a soft ability. Right. Yeah. You're right. right. You're but, right. I mean, but it's important. But it starts paying off later, even in this section when they get to. Uh, right. When they so get to we, the big I'm sorry. That, mm-hmm. We went off. We, yeah, we no, got so, to... so we, we we started chapter uh, fifteen. Richter's awake. Uh, the the skeletal warrior is dead. They search his body. The only thing he's de- that he has is a a steel battle axe um, that that requires the strength of fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, Richter <laughs> Richter th- uh, remembers, uh, you know in the game enemies dropping tons of loot he's like but it doesn't make sense in real if this is real life that a some kind of uh bear monster bear would drop like a fire element or a bottle of fire (laughs) resistance inside a bear or grain a gain or gain a healing herb from killing an air elemental so it's it's scaled to be more realistic and less like a, a video game and, and fantasy land. Uh, and he sort of begrudges the grunt work of physically having to go through a dead yeah, being. Instead of just, yeah. oh, after you slay the, the... Sometimes in some games, the especially back in the day, the bodies would disappear and all that would be left is like a potion or a coin or whatever they drop. Right. Now he's got to search all the pockets. He might miss stuff. It stinks. You know, right. there, there's certain uh, certain enemies. Body fluids and the whatnot. So yeah, he's not, not a fan. So he, uh, they, um, they search the bodies, they try to heal, and then they set back to the cave entrance. Because, again, those mm-hmm. were just the first and second, maybe third level of this dungeon. It's not just it's a it's a dungeon. It's it is levels to this, as as the kids say. Um, hmm. Oh, he Richter did get a stealth bump from all the hide and seek in the mist. So he got a stealth a stealth bump, 
And, uh, plus eight. Yep. Plus eight to concealment. Yes. When they find, they get in into the cage uh, cave, they're exploring. Richter's taking the lead. Futin, this is where my thing. Futin uh, scanned, and there was no enemies. But Richter stepped on a trap, a lightning ward, and only Scion noticing and holding him back from going even further in the room kept them probably alive. But it shocked mm-hmm. and paralyzed both of them for three seconds. They're all disoriented. He's yelling at Futin in a stilted, like, you didn't think to search the, for traps? He's like... I did not. Like I, you know, really? he's like, he's like, in hindsight, sir, I, I should have. <laughs> no, he's just, he even, no, nothing, even kind of admitted, like, you know, with hindsight, I probably should have. Uh, I was only scanning for enemies, though. In retrospect, it would have been prudent to look, also look for traps. And then Richter right. goes, "You think?" Richter's throat was tight from holding back his near shout. Yes, my lord. The remnant paused for a second. I do. <laughs> you can't even. You can't even be sarcastic with this guy. You realize that the first time you meet him, but that doesn't stop Richter from from trying. Hmm. Uh, again, they 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 heal up from they, they they chill a little bit, heal up from the lightning ward. They get Futin to disarm it. Yeah. And he is and able for the rest of them. He's able to do that and then uh, scan for more lightning wards. Uh, they talk about the forest sage that they find that's healing. And mm-hmm. it's a nice little nice little line that Richter goes, talks about how hungry he is. And Scion just goes, nope, it's just... Uh, he, he reassures him that it's just a side effect from the green medicinals. <laughs> and he's like, ah, okay, Alaron, I see what you did there. <laughs> you ain't slick, fam. Um, so yeah, Futin disarms any of the uh, lightning wards left. He then scouts ahead. Again, more enemies. Uh, this time, it's a, a big, a, a big, big time fight with two powered skeletons. Let's see if mm-hmm. we can get some stats here. No, they don't have any any stats yet. Oh, and level eleven. Uh, so the skeleton skeleton warrior he fought outside that he ex- whose head he exploded with the imbued arrow was, was, a, was a nine. This guy's a level eleven, and uh, yeah, it's uh, like I said, it, it, it was a big time fight. Richter got busted up. Skeleton like reached into his, put his fingers yeah, through his shoulder, and then balled up his fist while his like fingers were impaled. Through his flesh and bone and, and muscle of his of his upper bice or uh, upper peck, and it sounded super gruesome. <laughs> but Scion mm. was there to, to stab the thing in the neck before it could uh, before it could uh, finish the uh, job. Finish Richter off, and Richter's like, you know, said had a quip, like you know, you can't, you know, you, you you're making a habit out of uh, out of jumping on people's on on, on enemies' backs. He's like, well, you have a you right. have a habit of of laying on your back beneath them. This that is no right. way to find love in the land. <laughs> so, again, blood's dripping. Uh, 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 heads are, of skeletons are rolling down the corridor, and these two manage to, uh, you know, manage to. Uh, now, you you have a husband and how many boys? 
Uh, just the one. Just the okay. So, so it's just the two of them. So it's not probably not a ton of ton of going back, but. I assume you probably understand having brothers and, and growing up around and, and having men in your life. That That's how men bond and communicate by like talking trash and razzing each other. Like my friend, my, my friend Mary uh, and, my, and, and my friend Jason and his wife Mary just does not get it. We'll just sit there for five straight minutes just, you know, I'm talking about crap about his gray hair. He's going in about my you know love handles or whatever it might be and she's like oh my god you guys are so mean to each other like if me and my friends talked to each other like that we would never be friends again because it would all be taken personally and (laughs) like am i really fat does my hair look bad so So, it is uh, a broke thing for me it's more my son um to hear him down here you know playing video games and talking to his friends like in his earpiece yeah. um the horrible things that they say to each other and then i'll come into the room and they'll like see me in the background okay. um and yell hi mom so to be like yeah you such and such and such and such right. and hey mom yes right. it is right. it is absolutely hilarious so yes the camaraderie that comes from busting chops i am absolutely familiar with Richter tried to take some uh, take some uh, uh, healing herbs and stuff, but he had a bleeding stat. First time he's had a bleeding stat because again, the guy's uh, <laughs> four skeleton fingers were pierced through his ch- chest and shoulder. Right. Um, so I think he he activated his ring and ate a bunch of ate a bunch of healing herbs. So he, he stifled the uh, pain at least until the bleeding bleeding uh, 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 stat went away uh, so yeah so he sat and was wo- waited for the wounds to heal and um, he had to be reassured by Futon that basically and it was a, a good place in the book to, to I think bring this up about respawns essentially like wait these enemies that we just killed they're not going to like respawn or, 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 or come back to life he's like no this is a fixed a fixed dungeon that has a fixed amount. The only way they would respawn is if you left for a prolonged amount of time. Now, folks might reinforcements of some sort might come and come from the opening, and you know that's an option, or that's a that's a certainly an inev- uh, thing that might happen. But I'm scanning for enemies, so don't worry. And feeding a kind of um, uh, just gives them a little bit of a. Reassurance. Yeah. There, there you go. Uh, He does realize he reached level seven, and Mm -hmm. uh, he reaches skill level three and imbue arrow, fifteen percent damage, fifteen percent speed of mana flow. That's nothing to sneeze at. And uh, oh, so now that he's at uh, level seven, he he can he takes out his weak charm book. That he couldn't yeah. read before because yeah. he would open it and the words would swim and he couldn't he couldn't focus on anything because he wasn't high enough level. Now he is and he has weak charm, which can ensorcel an enemy to turn on his buddies or to fight for you. But if you let him come yeah. out of it, if you let him come out of it, their level of hate goes even more. A level down like you lose even you know so if you do so basically if you do that to a friend he be, he, he becomes 
annoyed with you if you do it to somebody right. that's annoyed with you it probably goes to whatever like the levels and but an enemy dislike. that you're fighting yeah. they already probably have hatred or dislike but it's going to go to hate then drop to hatred or enmity again if you allow them to come out of it and live that doesn't typically happen spoiler um but yeah so he learns yeah. he learns he learns that uh he learns that weak charm spell go ahead uh, so he learns the weak charm spell um, through the um, enchanted book, which is how you learn weak. I'm um, sorry, which is how you learn spells. And I think that is really cool the way that he um, reads the book and he reads all of the spell books in this manner. He opens them once he has the levels to read them um, and almost absorbs the information as the pages move faster and Turn faster. on their own. Yep. Um, and then once he is finished reading the book, it dissolves basically into ash and can never be used again, right. um, which is one of the reasons why um, in detail they talk about how um, rare the books are, how expensive the books are, how hard it is for them to make. Um, so these spell books. Um, why people first- are so tight with teaching other folks the magic right. because it's so hard to come by. But a guy like Richter who comes by stuff so easily is not uh, stingy with with um, one because it's a because it's a, a self for selfish reasons like well if I want people around me to have the best and stuff but it, it's also kind of a well I didn't struggle and scrape and and, right. and fight my whole life just for this one spell book. If you do that, well, yeah, you want to monetize it or cherish it for your family and your line going forward so they don't have to sacrifice or struggle. So, But you're not going to willy-nilly give the stuff away. Richter's just has a whole different, whole different mindset. Uh, but the spell, Weak Charm, it can convince the target up to a level 8. Uh, that they hold you in the highest regard. If cast on an enemy during battle, they will fight for you. Casting this upon a creature lowers their regard for you after their spell wears off. This is a spell of life. 60 mana, 1 hour duration, 20 feet range, 1 second to cast, 10 minute cooldown. And in learning this charm, this spell, congratulations, you have learned the skill Life Magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the basic element of life in every blade of gla- grass and every beast of the forest. Master this basic element and you can even move beyond the reach of death. The reach of So, yeah. Um, so, Futon tells him he can't... Uh, he asks, can you uh, scout what's inside? No, my lord. Not until the door's open. So, he's like, okay, there's no waiting around. Uh... Let's do what we came here. Futon, as soon as we open the door, illuminate the room and find any traps as quickly as possible. Scion, kill stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so they, and they, they, they do exactly yeah. that. They, they, they fling open the door. Futon lights up the room. And inside, a black altar is sitting in the middle of the room. A skeleton wearing black robes is holding a long st- staff. So obviously we're dealing with a skeleton mage. And mm-hmm. and then they describe how he looks, and he's holding a jelly long staff, which looks like one a large bone of some sort, five but, feet long. But yeah, yes, yes. So not even a human, you know, some kind of <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Maybe a mountain troll who we meet later, and maybe they downed one of those guys and used his femur or something as a 
<laughs> staff. But then they go, next to the priest, though, was the showstopper. A grayish humanoid creature sat on its haunches wearing tattered rags as a loincloth. It had weeping skin, I guess sagging? It had weeping skin and festering sores. The stench emanating from it, from it was horrible and overwhelming. It looked at them, looked up at them with animal-like intelligence, arching its back and prepared to leap. A ghoul! Scion shouted. Uh, shouted. The robe, the, the robe skeleton waved its hands and slammed the door shut in an ominous boom, locking them in. Richter heard something even more disturbing from his companion. Fuck my life! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one thing that I notice, and that other people notice, in book one, and I think even book two, serious curses, like the F word, like, you know, were very sporadic and used for emphasis by book four? And I think that's just, you know, hey, it's like being a, like, Sailors curse for a re- you know that the term she you know, they curse like a sailor. Like sailors' lives are pretty much always in jeopardy, whether it's the ocean itself, other pirates or, or raiders, and so you know you don't think about the the, the niceties of life and being super uh, uh, polite and using uh, non harsh words. So by book four, six months into being in the land, a level you know twenty five or whatever he's. He's just letting it fly because, hey, I'm the lord of the Miss Village. I ain't got time for your crap. Um, so I, I do think it was probably two things. Alar- the author, Alaron Kong, being probably cautious in his first book or two. Like, okay, I want to have the widest audience. I don't want to be super uh, super vulgar. Uh, conversation you and Kendry and I had <laughs> before we recorded episode one. Uh, and that, right. So I assume it was probably for various reasons uh, as far as just getting a wider audience. And then two, for artistic reasons. Like, again, you realize book two and three and four, like, this guy's going through stuff. I don't think he'd be mm. holding his tongue. It just fits that the larger and the more bloody that these battles get, that the language would get saltier and... It's, uh, but people certainly, and I definitely noticed, like, hmm, yeah, he looks like a little more aggressive in their language. So it, in book one, when he says, you know, when Scion shouts, F my life, it's like, ugh, wow, holy crap. Um, and he used it in context, like it worked. Right, and you're being braced for it, because, you know, the FML comes up twice yes. before he actually says it. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely agree. They uh, Alaron does such a good job at building characters and depths and loss that by the time you get to book four, it doesn't seem like uh, it doesn't seem like um, the language is unwarranted. It doesn't seem like it is being pushed on you. By the time you get to book four, you are so entrenched in the peaks and valleys of Richter's life and what he has gained and lost um, and the tragedy and the triumphs um, that when you know this language is used, it's warranted. You, I, I've never been taken aback by the language used in any of the books. Yeah, again, like, like I said a minute ago, it's you're, you've lived this life with this guy, and you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, F that. 
son of a bee. Right. And you know, just whatever, <laughs> whatever you're, uh, whatever he's saying at the moment. But it does get descriptive. At book seven, when mm-hmm. Nian, uh, like that vampire guy, says, "I'm gonna rip off your this and stick it in your skull so you can watch yourself do this while." <laughs> And Richter's like, wait a second, have you ever done that to somebody? <laughs> and it was just so gruesome and gory and descriptive. Uh, it's It was the one time where I was like, oh yeah, he probably sat there and was like, how over the top and offensive of a statement can can this be? Because and and it, But still, it was in that moment warranted, and the reaction was tremendous. We'll get to that. When we get to book seven, okay, because you're about to get me on a, you're about Wait, to hit me on yeah, a whole. Yeah, yeah, no, let's not do it. That's not that's right. Not, okay, that's not, this ain't the show to <laughs> to be doing right. that. So chapter sixteen starts with Sion yelling, "Don't let the ghoul touch you! Uh, it can paralyze." It can paralyze. Yes. Uh, but before the before you know Richter or I'm sorry the sprite drew and knocked an imbued arrow. He tried to shoot the 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 skeleton mage, but the staff flickered and some kind of force field uh, shot basically shot the or kept the arrow from uh, getting anywhere close five feet or so from the from the mage and the ghoul leapt at Sion or I'm sorry leapt at, at Richter, Richter right and good thing that two minutes ago in that in the hallway he was like oh I'm a level seven let me hit, let me hit up this uh, weak charm spell Right. Boom! He cast the weak charm spell while the thing was in in the air. It landed. Richter prepared himself to get you know bitten or slashed, and the thing just looked at him like with a goofy, dumb grin. And he realized right. that the spell worked. And then he goes, "Sick him, boy!" Sick him, boy! So he he, he <laughs> sicks the ghoul on to the mage, which kept the mage busy. And I think there were some other. Was there other skeletons? Because it wasn't um, just the two, was it just the two? Because later they're fighting something else. Yeah, Sion, his attack pulled his attention, the axe-wielding warrior. Yeah, so something else is in there with him. But the big guys was the mage right. and, the, and the ghoul. So he's got the ghoul chasing down the mage and keeping the mage busy. Um, while Richter and Sion take care of the last set of of skeleton warriors that are in that room so they're probably pretty powerful uh later when it's when it's just the mage i think the mage took out the ghoul but it did its job like in 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 getting buying them some time uh richter yelled at scion to flank it scion didn't know (laughs) what that meant so he had explained you know run on that side of it and we'll together you know uh, move to the other side and keep it sh- and keep shooting, and and that's what they did. And eventually, how did this happen? Eventually, uh, I-, I think Scion. Yeah, Scion did a you know four, five, six second um, Im- imbued arrow. Like right. screw this, we're not. We're just tinking, tink, tink off this his force field. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he found, I guess, a weak spot, and boom, and then and then it got, caused the spell backlash because earlier, when the ghoul first attacked him and interrupted a spell, he noticed he recovered pretty quickly, and there was no spell backlash. But this time, with the imbued arrow shot, there was insp- uh, a backlash. The mage, skeleton mage, is laying on the ground, twitching. 
uh, uh, Richter you know, cuts the cuts the, the head off at the neck, and um, and that's it. And yeah, congratulations! You've cleared your first dungeon. X five hundred five hundred XP bonus. Uh, he's been offered a quest: unlock your power. So this is where he gets to. He gets an option of unlocking his power. So since his since his village sits on the ley lines of life, dark, dark air, air and water. And water. He has a choice. Which one do you want to unlock? The life. Ability, Bounty of Life, plus 30% growth for physical manifestations of your place of power. Dark Ability, Hidden Treasures, 30% yield from treasures. Air Ability, Fast Learner, 30% rate to skill advancement. And Water Ability, Tranquil Soul, 30% cost um, for spells. So 30% less to, to goes into making making a spell. And he agonizes a bit back and forth, and he goes over all the pros of each, of each, um, of of each uh, ability. When you on your first read, because I'm sure we all did it. Did how when these options came up for him when he had various you have choices. How often did you make the same choice in your head? Did you go, ooh, I pick air magic or I pick the water and then Richter got that one that you said pick or later when he's like his professional points and he's trying to dole out which branch to open up and I'm sitting there yelling at my headphones like get the you know this enchantment Richter and then he goes in a different direction I mean for like three or four books I was in lockstep boom everything he I I said he should pick he picked it. it was the logical thing and then he starts getting into later on and his enchantments and he starts picking other stuff so so in your first read did you did you do the same and how often were you were you uh, were you with Richter or disappointed that he did something different so I did that with some of some of them. Um, the choices were so sometimes the choices were so juicy um, that you can't help but like to this pick one? one. Like this one. Uh, so like, so, like which one would you pick? So listen, life, bounty of life, everything in your village thirty percent more. All the loot, thirty percent better loot if on for 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 enemies killed and stuff. Uh, fast learner, you learn stuff thirty percent better, or your or 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 your magic, your spells require thirty percent less items and and effort and whatever. That ain't easy. So I, I right, I I know what I would have picked, and I didn't pick the same thing that he does. Mm. Um, but when you look at what he did when he was on Earth, he was a medical student. It absolutely makes sense in contact that he picks. Um, the air ability, which is faster learner, thirty percent um, plus rate um, to skill advancement. But he's so, also con- in, he's like, wow! In conjunction with my limitless, and exactly. in conjunction with this, ooh, this will be. But but I would think, well, if you have limitless, you already are a fast learner. Why would mm-hmm. why wouldn't you maybe? I'm thinking maybe that he. I think the the water ability, the tranquil souls, the thirty percent less for magic because personality wise, he talks about how much he loves uh, uh, magic and how 
as Silk in the game, he was only a rogue because his friends need they needed a rogue to round out the group, and another right. magician would have been redundant. But he had other accounts where he was able to go on and have fun and cast spells and do do and live a magician's a mage's life. Um, so I thought I think I thought he was going to pick that one, but I but I think this early in the book I was I was nailing them. I think I was like screw it, learning things thirty percent faster on top of what you already do you will find out you will learn it's like the limitless the limit the the, the pill the movie wasn't it called limitless or something like yeah, you'll, I love that movie. you'll invent something that can that you'll be able to cast better spells or whatever right you know so i'm always trying to find a loophole if i can find something that do that does two things I'll mm-hmm. take that over the something that does one thing that I really, 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 really like. I'll take the value or the bargain. Like, no, I got to take the two that I get, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, like, oh, in the one, uh, my example is in the one got to go, you know, that okay. internet meme where they put up four things on the grid, one got to go, one got to stay. And the, it's yeah. one got to go, uh, tacos, hamburgers, wings, or pizza. And my answer, once I think about it, because I'm Mr. Loophole, is I don't care even if people that go, ooh, I don't like wings. First off, you you the ops. I don't trust you. Uh, uh, but... <laughs> you don't like wings? You don't like chicken wings. Chicken wings are great. Um, but no, tacos. Because there are 800 other things that you can have those exact same ingredients, and it's called something else. So immediately loophole i can have nachos with exact the taco ingredients and okay. basically have be having the same meal right. but i'm not having a taco so uh yeah Agreed. that's that's what i mean i'll take the thing that yeah 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 so okay moving on so he does he chose the the, the air ability fast learner mm-hmm. so now he's a master of air he's obtained the ability fast learner like we said all skills obtained 30 percent faster Air magic. This basic element of the magic speed. Uh, I'm sorry. This basic element is magic of speed, lightning, and travel. A master of this magic can control the sky itself. Congratulations. You are a master of air magic. All air, air spells cast by you are 50% stronger. You now have 50% resistance to air magic. You can teach the skill air magic to anyone with over 50% affinity. You can teach air spells to anyone with the appropriate skill level to learn them. And then he has weak haste, which allows him to move faster. Weak errant wind, which is projectiles that come close to you get blown away. Right. Uh, and that lasts for 20 minutes. And it meet, oh, and then he reaches level 8 as well. And he unlocks the, My- the quest. Yeah, please, jump in. My favorite part of this chapter is um, him offering to awaken air magic in Scion. He didn't even stop. His first thought, as soon as he learned it, as soon as he, like, on page, whatever the page I just turned from, he on page 141, he learns, you can teach air magic to anyone with a And then by page 142, the next page! He's like, yes, uh, or maybe the th- whatever. He's like, I want to, I want to. Oh, he actually says Futon, so I can teach. He gets confirmation basically, right? And then a couple paragraphs later, he's like, Scion, you're my friend. I want to, I want to, I want to 
teach you air magic. I'm going to try to open this up. And Scion goes, look, my mother's tried to open up life and, and, and light magic, whatever her four, three or four um, uh, elements that she controls, and none of them... Hey. Mm. Travis, we completely skipped a pivotal point in the story, okay. and I had it in my notes and completely forgot. Yeah. Who is Scion's mother? Because we never say... Who is Scion's mother? Hisako, the hearth mother, is his mother. Hisako, he's, so he's the a prince, and they made a joke yeah. about that in the last section, uh, that I think we didn't talk about in, in in the last episode, where Richter's like, "Oh, so you're a prince, huh, Scion Var?" Because that's his full name. Because his the 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 young the young woman, I forget her name, that we end up uh, spending a decent amount of time with in book two and maybe three. Uh, right. uh, said his full name and he's like you know and he's like oh you're Prince huh Scion Var and he's like yeah whatever I don't, I, that's not, I don't want to talk about it so yeah Scion is is at the top of a at the top of a hierarchical aristocracy and, right. and his mother is a ass kicking magician of epic proportions you kind of have get that idea from her now and later we find out that we haven't even scratched the surface with his right. and his mother and he explains like i tried to keep this was such an emotional moment i tried to keep right. the jealousy and the envy after my i see my mother opening and awakening the magic and all of our friends and and, and, and companions of the hearth tree and over and over, I had to go through that. And the son of this powerful mage had no abilities his own. And Richter's like, wait a second. The imbue arrow is the only use he gets out of what? his mana? Right. And again, and then so Richter being a guy that didn't have to... I, I, I think coming in and not having to fight for it and all that, he's able to look at it in a different way. Like, he gets to have outside outside eyes looking on a situation again just uh, not only wanting to be a friend and wanting his enemy his his friends to be powerful who are going to be around him but just as a pal and a companion he i think recognized immediately because he's like oh i saw in his eyes that he yearned for magic right he's had to push this down like his want and hide that so he's like, please. And especially living in this community where, um, you know, it is harmony and love and giving and right. being one with nature. Right. And to feel like you are at such a deficit um, when it comes to the powers but that have that been awakened in everyone around you. But keeping that bitterness in check. Like he already he couldn't what? keep the bitterness of, of hating humans in check. So we know he's a, a like any he's not a human being, but he's a he's a. Uh, sentient being he has flaws like anybody else would so we know he's a flawed person flawed sprite uh and he and he can be controlled by his baser instincts mm -hmm. but here's a situation where you wouldn't blame him because you can look at him and be like man you shouldn't have hate in your heart for humans everybody's different but in this situation where he can't be awakened and everybody else is and his mom is who she is and he's he's able to keep that in check that made me go oh man scion uh scion uh, uh is is more has more integrity and and intestinal fortitude <laughs> than than i gave him credit for right so so he does he goes so he says 
he, he so Richter puts his hands one hand on his head, one hand on his heart, and after Sion acquiesces, he says, "By the right of my power." And again, this is stuff that Richter doesn't know. So these words, all these chants and 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 things, come from a place that he doesn't. He even acknowledges, like the words spilled out from somewhere. Uh, from by the right of my power, I awaken your power. A warmth, mm-hmm. a warmth began in Richter's chest, reminded him of freedom, a wild destruction, and gentle rain. It spread from his heart and down to both arms to the ends of his hands, and the energy flowed into the sprite and found what could only be described as a renaissance, a, a resonance. The mm-hmm. power threaded through the sprite's mind and soul. Scion's eyes widened and tears cascaded down his face. Not life, nor earth, nor light could I learn. I saw my mother's gift passed to others, but never did her magic awaken anything inside me. I tried not to envy or hate. I tried not to let my discontent ruin the harmony of our home, but all knew. Scion's voice began to quiver with repressed emotion. So, yeah, I don't know if it's... Do you... Let me ask you, do you think it was the magic itself because he said he couldn't the earth magic life magic or light magic didn't awaken in him do you think it was because there was no resonance of those magics in him whether they were coming from his mom or somebody he loved or not or it's all well air magic suits him or was it a he the companionship with Richter how Richter uh uh step to him like hey I want to do this for you and how how deferential he was to him and emotional that that they both got do you think it was a combination of all of it or is it just a technical like nope it's air magic he has a air magic gene that he just never got never got touched because his mom doesn't have air magic or nobody in his village has air magic they don't live on they don't live on an air magic ley line blah 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 what do you what do you think I think that um, I think that um, several things. I think that um, I'm sorry. Um, goodness gracious! Um, because this was super emotional. I to mean, me. I'm philosophical. They talk a lot about um, fate and um, destinies um, in the books, and I think that it was Scion's destiny to go through his life um, wanting and then um, meeting Richter and them to become, um, you know, allies and then friends um, and for their bond to be sealed in this moment because when Richter awakens air magic in Scion, self they go from being um goodness gracious they go from being um friends and allies to brothers to and past death so this again raises the stakes of their relationship um so i think that i think that it is fate i think that he was supposed to spend his life um longing and wanting um and there and his mother just not being able to because again we talk about um the being's ability to get to levels where they can even share magic so realistically his mother is probably the only one that he's met um who would be able to awaken these things in him? Well, no. And she's got a sister. Only... So there's other powerful Death folks. In the same village. I mean, she stops by. I mean, he knows who she is. And I'm not. And I'm not. Sh- 
and I'm not sure. I know that his I know that her sister is powerful. Do you remember what her magics are? Do you remember what her abilities are? There are two of them. They're I don't even I, now that I think about it, I'm not sure what relationship they are to Hisako, but Fumiko and Sumiko are certainly sisters that and we meet right. and we meet them later. I, I don't remember what their relation if there is a family, a familial relationship to Hisako, but they're in the okay. village. I'm saying, but my point is, they're a part of the Hearth Village, and there are other higher, high-powered mage. But nobody gets more powerful than Hisako, probably. Right, right. So yeah, I, I, I think that it was fate. I think that it was fate for him to um, not have his uh, powers awakened until um, Richter got his. So for them to, for Richter to get his, and then to immediately want to share them with his friend yeah. who has always wanted these powers, and for him to have an affinity for them. Richter didn't because Sion is not something that he. This was our first time learning that. Oh, we it was, it was that first time you go, oh, right, Scion doesn't do magic. His right. mother does all kinds of stuff, and he's never... But at that point, you just thought, maybe he, you know... It, because Imbue Arrow is a pretty damn good magic to have, It's kind of, and he's so good at it, you're like, oh, well, that's where his magic manifests. But no, that's a racial ability. That's not a mm-hmm. that's not a magic per se. That's a that's a skill or a, bil- a thing you can learn as we obviously learned with Richter. Okay, this is where it differs. The book differs from the audio. Okay. So in the audio, he their relationship goes from uh, like friends to allies, and mm-hmm. he's like he will fight with you till death and if possible after that well here in the book it says you have discovered and fulfilled the truest desire of your companion scion though he would not speak of it long has he craved the power his mother used with abandon each drink of wine was somewhat bitter and every bite of meat was slightly tainted by this hidden longing Zion will be with you through death and you are more than his ally you are his brother congratulations you have gained 300,000 relationship points with Zion your relationship with your companion Zion has improved from friendly and in the the audio it says from friendly to ally here it says it's improved from friendly to blood brother right Uh, Scion will fight with you until death and if he can find a way back through the veil we'll fight with you again so not everything's changed but yeah I wonder why they they make the minor changes they do and that's a continuing thing that we find um... oh ooh ooh the speak that I meant to bring this up a episode or two ago and it comes up in the next chapter when they they run down uh, all his stats he in the audio we know it as common and mm-hmm. and he knows common and sprite, and sprite because yeah. those are the languages he's been um he's been exposed to in the book it's mm-hmm. sapient mortals it says language really? sapient mortals it doesn't even say unless sapient is one and mortals is another but there's no comma it just says sapient right. mortals as if that's one language so in the book he only knows I'm co- yeah it's it's a little confusing I wonder if that's why they went there was an editor or something was like okay look in the audio which I think is vastly more popular anyway uh, here here are some here are some changes we're going to make but as I said in episode one or two right. 
this copy that I have is not some first edition because it says mm-hmm. fine it's, it goes through all seven books books by Alaron Kong and it has all seven now there's eight but at the time it said all seven so it's not like this is some first edition kind of deal so yeah I just little things like that I'd uh I'm, I'm curious about if I had the chance to, to ask him or or one of his editors or even Nick Podell the audio guy I right. something like that um so yeah so these guys are blood brothers they they gazed into their each other's eyes wait truest <laughs> desires whatever that meant uh slightly uncomfortable with the intense gratitude of his friend's gaze he spoke almost pleadingly um so yeah, oh yeah, well enough of that. Nobody likes a sissy because again, Bruges can't uh, can only show emotion for so long, you know. For you got, <laughs> right, right after punch, punch the guy in the shoulder. <laughs> right. Ah, shut up, you sissy. Um. So yeah. So loot. Yeah, they they find a magic staff. They find a corrupted staff. Oh, no, 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 it's the same thing after Futon analyzes it with his thing. It's a corrupted staff of the Ice Wizard. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's not an evil thing in, its, in itself, but it has been corrupted from this, mm-hmm. hanging out with these uh, skeletons and whoever else. And he asks Futon, hey, can, is there any way we can, we can clean this or, or, or scour the, the, the scourge and evil off of it? And he's like, yeah, sure, totally. And they're they're ready to leave, and he's like, uh, "Are you going to take the altar, sir?" And he's like, "Oh, um, how do I do that? It's huge." He's like, "Right, all you need is the core." And he's like, "You've taken control of a dungeon by slaying its boss. Just place your hand on the altar, and you'll be, gain access to the interface." And he does, and it says the dark dark altar, level one, provides a hundred mana per day. And this is when he has. Uh, oh, he remo- <laughs> he then he then removes the core, and and he says two co- two things caught his eye: access mana and remove core. Richter's eyes narrowed for a moment. Access mana. Oh, Futon, <clears throat> is there a way for me to personally use the mana of the Miss Village that the Miss Village makes, say, to power my imbue arrow skill? You know, so I don't run out of mana in the middle of a fight and almost die because of it. And uh, and Fugue's like, yes, my lord. (laughs) And he's like, why didn't you tell me? Oh, the remnant paused. I thought that was obvious. (laughs) He didn't fight it this time. Ah! Richter just yells. So, So he takes the core and it's a sphere, it's a clockwork sphere, and has a bunch of gaps in, in the mechanism, red and white lights shine through it. Uh, there's a strong electrical uh, a feeling that he had when he, when he held it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says it wasn't impl- impleasant, uh, unpleasant, but more like static charge. And it's a, it's a mythic, uh, once he read the stats, it's a magic core, Durability fifteen thousand out of fifteen thousand. Item class mythic. Quality masterwork. Traits magical cores can be used to prevent, or sorry, to power a number of magical devices or a number of devices. So Futon explains that's why that skeleton mage was so powerful and could keep his shield up because he was tapping into uh, 
in, into this. So this power battery, right? They, yes, that is a great way of, of of putting it. More than that, like a well, we'll learn. It's more than just a battery. It's like a specialized It's like a stem cell battery. Actually, yeah. Richter uses that exact phraseology later, and we'll get to that in a bit. Then they run down Richter's stats. He's at a level eight. He's uh, 11 strength, 17 agility. Anything that luck is 14 at this point. So yeah, uh, he's just you know he's he's getting stronger. And then this is when we look at Scion. Uh, oh, his language is common and sprite. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the book, common and mortal, whatever they called Serp Sapient Mortal, was different. Right. Um, than common and sprite, because in the in the audible, it is listed the same as Scion, um, as sprite and common, as yeah. the two languages that yeah. they speak. But everybody speaks common. That's why it's called common, and everybody has their sp- mm-hmm. specific racial uh, language, like sprite or goblin speak or troll talk or whatever the hell other races and languages are so they go down his various uh, his various stats uh, Scion's various stats um, uh, so yeah so it's a uh, uh, they head back to the Mist Village they store mm-hmm. all the items that they found uh, they use the Great Seal to remove the curse from that s- skeleton mage's staff he packed it away to head to Eve with them to, you know, you could probably get some good coin for this. Uh, and then the next day they're like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to take off. And, and on our ponies, they've got pack animals, uh, ponies. They've got money. He, he got his case of his little case of jewels and coins. And he realized he's, uh, he's, because I think at this point he's not, he's still not sure if he's how rich he is. Later he realizes, oh, I'm doing quite all right with this, with this beginner's beginner's stash of jewels and coins, mm-hmm. and, and and plus he's already found a decent amount on the enemies he slayed. He's found a couple coppers and silvers and a gold coin here and there. So so just from the enemies he slayed in a couple of weeks he's been there, he's uh he's made some money through his through his uh, through his fighting and his battles. Um. Where are we? So, oh yeah, then they they just take off and uh, he get oh he does he does give Futin some some instructions what to do. Futin tells him that uh, he he reminds him of of like quarries and different things around, and he just says has Futin like hey okay be on your be on your uh, be on your job. Just to gather, gather equipment, gather or materials. Do what you got to do with the mist workers, but always, always leave enough to to pay have, the tax to, to for pay. the confusing mist. Yep, and that's priority mm-hmm. one. And so Futin has his has his instructions, and they uh, and they head off, and they set off for Eve. Um, yeah, and they, they, they are uh, moving, and it is sort of infuriating to Richter that Scion is kind of going with the flow and, you know, traveling with not a lot of haste. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a steady pace. Um, and at one point, he just gives up and goes, you know, uh, 
me moaning and complaining about, um, you know, us not racing the entire way through um, isn't going to get us there any faster. Um, so he sort of takes a note from Scion's books uh, and they move at a slower tempo until they come upon a... I think some wolves. They ran into some wolves. They uh, quickly uh, set a fire and then the wolves uh, uh, attacked. The leader got blown into a bunch of chunks and the rest got there, got the point and left them alone. But they had wolf steaks that night and Richter was like, hmm, wolves aren't aren't so bad. A little gamey. <laughs> a little gamey, but, uh, you know, it'll do, I'm sure, in a pinch. Um, anything you eat in the wild, you definitely want to overcook. You're not here leaving stuff rare. <laughs> it might have parasites or all, you know, you never know. Uh, that's one thing I learned from uh, Les Stroud watching, uh, like, Survivor Man back in the day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so they come up with a mountain troll who is eating a horse, I believe? A stag, which is a giant deer. Ah, right. It's the, it's the sigil of the Baratheons in, in Game of Thrones. Giant, yeah, big ass deer. It, that you wouldn't mess with a stag, like unless right. you have a gun, you stay far away. You shoot it from you know thirty yards away or whatever you do. You don't run up on a stag with a knife or a sword because it got eight knives and swords on its head. Uh, so it's just ten feet tall mountain trolls. Zion's like, shh, duck, shut, shut up, and they just watch it reach in. Grab a hunk of meat, shove it into its face. Rip a leg off, shove it into its face. So they backtrack right. 30 minutes just to make a wide arc around. And then Scion, Scion explains that mountain trolls... This mountain troll was a level 22 and had 1,100 health and the 520 mana. So, yeah. Yeah, reinforced bones mm-hmm. and, you know... That's Giant, why I think uh, that staff was made out of a mountain troll leg, probably. Right. Yeah. Not n- nothing you want to mess around with. So they are, you know, giving this thing a wide berth, and then all of a sudden, Scion comes upon this uh, tree stump. He comes up on this tree stump. He gets super excited. He starts gathering materials. He gets out his mortar and pestle. He starts grinding up herbs. Richter's like, "Whatever, man. I'm a kickback." And take a catch a snooze. You let me know if you need my help with anything. And I'm like, Richter, maybe you want to pay attention. Your buddy's getting super excited. He's probably about to get you mixed up in something real bad. And Richter's mm-hmm. just not paying attention. And Scion finishes his little paste. potion paste making. And he's like, come over here. And he throws it down the hole. It's like on a piece of bark. And he throws it down the hole. Richter doesn't even ask, hey, what was that about? So Scion goes through this five-minute explanation about skeelings. Mm-hmm. And this five-minute more explanation about hearth trees and seed cores. And how the hearth tree makes seed cores once every hundred years or so. And it's super... But this tree stump is the stump of a of an immature hearth tree that maybe if the seed core itself is still viable it would be a great boon to the forest because as a sprite his one of his number one uh, uh, goals in life is to protect and promote the forest and mm-hmm. life in the forest so if he can plant another hearth tree and, and 
get the benefits of that to the forest and the life that lives in the forest. That's great. So Richter's like, okay, and he's explaining that what a scaling is, and it's a little badger-sized thing, but it has really, really tough armor, and it only comes out at night. But if it's uh, some animals and monsters are attracted to seed cores, and they they use them to to grow bigger and to sustain their life, and I think. We might have a skeeling that's living down here. And slowly but surely, Richter's getting on. He's like, okay. Oh, and he's like, and and it's this paste that you can make made out of, you know, these berries and this leaf. And if you make it and, 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 you, and you put it in their vicinity, they go crazy. He's like, so if this one down there was a lot, uh, was awake, he would have already freaked out. But if he sleep, eventually he's going to smell it and stir. And he's like, wait. Is that paste grayish in color? It's like, yeah, it right. is. And he's like, and would you put it on a piece of bark plate to keep it from touching <laughs> your skin? He's like, totally. That's exactly what I would do. <laughs> and he's like, and is that what you threw down the 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 hole? He's like, yep. And he's like, so in the time that it took you to explain all this to me is about the time that the thing would wake up. And before uh, Saya could uh, could even go, oh yeah, totally, absolutely, the skeeling giant skeeling that's supposed to be the size of a badger busts uh-huh. through the ground. Didn't come through the hole, busts through mm-hmm. the ground because again, it's in the rage because it smelled this potion, this paste, and it was the size of a brown bear. And he's like, right, and he's furious. Yeah, and he's <laughs> oh, which was the point because Richter said, oh, or Scion said, yeah, we 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 introduced this solution and it'll freak it out it'll go crazy right and he's like uh what do we do and he's like run and don't let it eat you and scion immediately ran up a tree and richter hauled ass and basically just ran for his Using life haste. he used weak haste. right he and it's so thankful that do. he has it because it even like reached out and clawed a little bit of him it drew a little bit bl- a little bit of blood but but didn't slow Richter down. If anything, that was the encouragement he needed to speed up a tad. <laughs> and then he saw the glow. And then he started counting the seconds. And he got up to eight seconds. He's like, holy crap, Scion's imbuing an eight-second arrow. And did Scion say duck or jump or whatever? Whether he yeah, did, duck. Whether he did right. or he didn't, he shot the scaling in a perfect spot. And the thing went down. Right. And, oh, and it, it it went down like uh, oh, you, you've seen this in many movies where the animal or the aircraft crashes and the person standing there and all the dirt's like furrowing up and and it stops like a the foot home away run from slide. Yeah. The home yeah, totally, run the home slide. Run slide. Oh. So this right. giant skeeling, this brown bear size skeeling, hits the ground and just. All the grass and dirt just furrows up and lands like a foot away from a panting, heavy breathing Richter. And Scion jumps down and is like, Yeah, we got it. Awesome. Good job. <laughs> and Richter's like, I was just used as bait. Like, uh-huh. oh my God. Like, how, how, how dare this guy? So, um,. And Scion looks at him, winks, and says, "Now we're even for the goblin dinner." Yes, we're even for the for the for the having me shimmy out on that branch to to drop the poison into the pot. 
Um, so yeah, that's uh, so they look at they 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 examine the the giant scaling. They look at all the armor and oh right, the way Scion realized that the scaling was around and it was a giant scaling because he found one of the one of the scales. And he looked at it mm-hmm. like this looks like a scaling scale, but it's way too big. Like it should right. be the size of a thumbnail, you know, not the palm of your hand. And then he's mm-hmm. found the stump of the tree, and then he put two and two together. So that's how he he uh, uh, figured that out. Uh. So yeah, Richter talks about how even in the face of the danger of fighting the skeeling, it is still the most alive that he's ever felt. So um and how, you know, he has a uh sort of muted feeling of missing his family and friends from back on earth. Um but he is really just enjoying his time in the land um and how alive he feels. This was the first time I remember I don't know how many chapters I was in and I messaged you like does this guy care about his family that he hasn't seen? Like, is that? And you're telling me like, yeah, they explain it. It comes up. Just, just you know, there's there's reasons for it. And here was the first time we had him since, you know, he woke up in the Glen, going, mm-hmm. "Wow, my family." Like, yeah, yeah, scumbag. You got a family. You got a mom and sisters probably and. You always quoting your granddaddy. Granddaddy always said, <laughs> you know, you can't shake a shake a, a whisker tail at the hoot nanny, like some nonsense <laughs> saying, and or not nonsense, but you know, colloquialism, and 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 then this was the first time where he went, I do miss my family, like, but even running from the skilling and being in danger, it's the first time I felt so alive and like this is where I belong. And at least they give you some kind of... He's not a complete sociopath just like, well, I don't have to deal with my family no more. I'm here dealing with goblins and stuff. So, and again, later they, they do explain it. But they give you at least some kind of... At least it's on his mind. You just go, right. okay, it's in his heart. It's on his mind. He has a... But the situation causes... Uh, doesn't lend to... Introspection and and melancholy about where you're from. Your life is on the line, you know, more than half the time, and the other half you're trying to find food and place to live. So, right. cut the guy some slack. Um. So yeah, they explore the cave. Um, and well, the tree they stump, find the tree it. hole. They have to climb down into a thing, like it's underground, and they have to go like a level or two down. Because remember, yeah. it's like a tree hole, and they look down in it, and it stinks, and it's bones, bones and, and doo doo everywhere. And, right. And it was because it was it's just a burrowing rat thing that you know it's just a stupid animal that 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 lives like a like a burrowing like an animal kind of thing. Yeah. And right. he realized there was humanoid bones and stuff, so it had been what, preying on passersby for a while. Then they just start digging, and. He's he laments the smell and who knows what they're digging through, but eventually Scion pulls out this seed core that's got these vein like red veins running through it and and he's just beyond Scion that is is just beyond like 
Yes, we got it. We did it. The seed core lives. This is uh, you a know, this is a death. triumph right. for the forest and for the hearth, hearth village and the forest and Nadri and everybody. Um. So, so the wait. stats are: you were found a seed core. It is herb class rare. The possible uses: novice. It can be planted to grow almost any type of tree. It will grow into whatever best fits the needs of the region. So it is a magical seed for a magical tree that will intuit whatever it is that is best for the place. And, in time of year and it gave him a quest tree of power one the seed core mm-hmm. is a pure form of life though not sentient it can communicate on a basic level with creatures of neutral or positive alignment it is calling to you success conditions plant the seed core in a safe area reward unknown and then Richter's like do you think uh, do you think the hearth mother will be cool if I plant this in the mist village she, if it's so rare like you say she might want it and right. Scion's like, no, man, the universe wanted us. We found it. The The universe obviously fated us to, to have it and whatever, whatever. So Scion's lets him know, don't don't sweat it. Um, and oh, yeah, it'll it, be fine. It'll be all, all good. And then Scion's like, uh, or Richter's like, yeah, af- yeah, can we go after that? We do that. Can we like go take a bath in the river? Because again, they just had that fight, a couple of fights, and then dug through skilling crap for, for an hour probably uh, in chapter 18 it talks about how it took them two weeks to reach the edge of the forest so fine mm-hmm. two weeks with their ponies their pack animals to get to get through to the edge of the forest uh, he did talk about a long sword that he found that was a superb quality that that was a part of I think one of the bones one of the bodies he found in the tree hole I don't mm-hmm. think this was this wasn't on one of the skeletons, so this was something that uh, someone had that tried to fight the skilling that lost the battle. <laughs> so he has a superb level uh, long sword to to go with his short sword that's uh, seen better days, and. Um, they come out of the trees in the, of the forest, yeah. and they take they, the road to law. Right. Uh, they get to they get to a gate like the first kind of checkpoint. They're at a they're at a town called uh, Leafs Crossing. Leafs Crossing, and everybody's getting through. All of a sudden, until Scion and Richter show up, and he goes papers, and he's like, doesn't say anything. He's like papers, and then Richter explains, my friend, we don't have papers. I wasn't aware. And then the other guard, a younger guard. Just well, then if that's the case, you and your friend are gonna have to be detained. And and he's just, what did I write in my notes? Uh, uh, uh the one guard is a bigot towards Scion. Just right. plain and simple. They made it very clear that the one guard that we learned his name is Calder is just trying to make a couple coins. Hmm? Right. Yeah, shake right. a few. He's just trying to grease his palm. Yeah, shake a few trying, people down know. that that don't know the diff, that don't know the lay of the land, and yeah, and the other guy, Jonesy, uh, is a flat out bigot. Is a flat out bigot. The the he says 
Jonesy never he never stopped sneering at Scion. He called Scion a, a word that later he asked, "What does that mean?" And Scion's like, "It's an epithet, you know. It's a it's a racist word towards my folks." And we've been we've been told that you know relations with humans have gotten real bad lately. But I I hoped it wasn't true, but clearly uh, it is. Um. So Richter greases Calder's palm and, uh, and, you know, he goes, you know, well, you know, I don't have papers. What exactly should I do? So, you know, Calder writes him a, a note, a quick ticket and goes, you know, you need to see, Go see um, this person at what is um, basically the, um, uh, the, the sort city of a government building, like a, right. and in that building, there's an office of non-human affairs that a guy named Edwin <laughs> runs that Calder knows. And Richter's very generous and he gives him an extra, an extra couple silvers. And he's like, any information, you know, I, I will willingly pay for basically like just like hey I know how this works and Calder's like okay well let let me tell you another piece of advice don't tell people you don't have papers tell them you lost mm-hmm. them and right. and also the whistling in is a place that you can that you can uh, go with your friends and feel safe yeah, and your, your friends horses are welcome. won't be Pay to pay the stable boy a, a copper, and they'll make sure your horses don't, you know, walk away. If you know what I'm saying. So he's giving them valuable information about the lay of the land, this place they're about to enter. And Richter pays in kind because he knows, you know, he's, uh, you know, money talks, and and obviously this guy's willing to give up information. So he's cultivating a little bit of a an alliance, not a friendship. Um, because oh, the way Richter. F- uh, 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 phrased it Um, he's like of course that that sounds like a wonderful idea of course I'd feel better if I could offer a bit of coin to pay for the cost of the journey and the guard smiled brightly well if it makes you feel better who am I to object so it's like all these unsaid said things that are that are happening in this in this in this bargain um, so again, Calder gives him gives him the, the good info, tells him to go see Edwin, gives him that note, and then they and he also tells him get a change of clothes because you're sticking out like a sore thumb, both of y'all, with your green, right. green they look like punchy s- bumpkins, pride armor, yeah, yeah, they're right. in a big city now, uh, fellas. Uh, so he introduces himself. Thank you. My name's Richter, and uh, shook his hand. They clasped wrists, I should say. Um, so. So Richter and Scion go about going to the civil building and uh, getting papers for Scion. Um, and after that ordeal, which is very much akin to um, going to the DMV yeah. um, and being told to wait in line for six hours and then going, oh, wait, Calder gave me a name, Edwin. <laughs> well, the lady goes, sign here, pay, you could take this over to the such and such requisition building. They'll give you, they'll give you a application A27. You'll get that stamped in triplicate. You'll need the names of three good people in standing in the village in the city to vouch for you and Rick just like oh shit crap I can't and he's like Edwin Edwin I need to see Edwin and he, she goes right down the hall to the you know to the right and then they uh, then they go find Edwin and this is even an ordeal so so Edwin is again he runs the office of non-human affairs he gives 
and P- permits and, he's and like paperwork. Who buddies with Calder. And he's mm, he's who buddies? He's like poker buddies. Poker with buddies. Calder. Yes. He's he's acquaintances with with Calder, and Calder owes him money. So mm-hmm. after you know uh, some consternation trying to get into the place because he's like throwing things at the door he drops Calder's name like hey maybe you can help us and then he's like oh Calder who owes me a debt from you know whatever that poker game a couple weeks ago who still hasn't paid me you thought dropping his name was going to get you some preferential treatment and then Scion thinking quick on his feet was like we're here to pay the debt and Richter's like we are and the man's like you are? <laughs> and then Richter's like, yeah, 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 we are. And he's like, oh, you're here to pay the three gold that he owes me, huh? And Richter immediately knows because the guy is lying through his teeth. So he mm-hmm. makes up this story about how they're like bounty hunters and mm-hmm. they're here to drop off a bounty and they have bodies stacked up because you can't just bring the head anymore. The new regulations requires that they bring the head, the whole bodies and they're stinking. He's like, isn't that right, Scion? And Scion's over barricading, uh, you know, keeping by the door so, you know, he can't escape. Sh- just stroking the shaft of his sword with a with a sinister smile on his face. He's like, but yeah, what was that three gold you say? And then he goes, that was Calder that owed the three gold. Calder (laughs) owes five copper uh, or five silver and three copper, whatever the the smaller amount was. He's like, my mistake. And he's like, oh, okay. (laughs) So they're on the street. They got their paperwork. They're laughing at how they just basically swindled this government official and intimidated him into uh, into giving them their into giving them the paperwork that they needed. Then they head over to the whistling in, right? And it's another so another end. contact. It is a uh, tavern. It's a bar, and they get in there, and there are a myriad of magical creatures and beings. What well, are um, magical in creatures? There. Just, just folks, just different races of folks. Right. I don't think there's like fairies running around casting spells or anything, but there are, uh, 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 as we know, goblins. There's humans. There's probably all kinds of trolls and gnomes nope. hanging out. Right. And it's very in- in- integrated and very diverse. And Richter's talking about how, wow, it's so tranquil and the love and the peace in this place is so awesome, considering what we just walked through and dealt with in this city. And that was all shattered when Scion drew his arrow and pointed it at a goblin who was the cook. And everybody in the bar, in the end, stood up basically in defense of the goblin and and pulled out their knives or whatever they had to defend themselves and rosie the barkeep the innkeep jumps over the counter with a rolling pin and is like lower your weapon and richter's like scion dude like chill like lower your weapon and and ap- after some consternation scion lowers his weapon richter apologizes like look we just been we've been through a lot. We traveled through like the forest for three weeks. We had a crazy battle with goblins. And Rosie's like, that's no excuse. He's like, you're right. It's not. I offer my sincerest apologies. He walked over to the to the goblin cook who was still cowering by his, you know, by his stew pot or whatever, and he handed him a, a, a opal, a, a gem of opal 
just and he's like sincerely i'm sorry he waited till the guy looked him in his eyes and was like i'm sorry and then he uh was like hey everybody i apologize me and my friend blah 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 and then he turned then they turned to leave and and um rosie stops them rosie's like well, you know hey um she is moved by his penance. Yes. Um, she's moved by his willingness to leave um, without trying to persuade her t- to let them stay. She is moved by his apology. Um, and she basically, you know, asks she wants to why, know why they're here. Yeah. Why are you here? He's like, I met a man named Calder who said this would be a place to be welcome. I know that sounds ironic now. Uh, and then the woman held his gaze. Gaze. Do you promise not to commit any acts of violence while you're under this roof? Roof. Richter opened his mouth to speak, but she sharply said, "I do not need to hear it from you." Uh, and then Sion says, "I reacted. I did not think my action." And this, oh man, this again, just Sion, just making him a case for why he's what maybe the best character in this in this in this book. I reacted. I did not think my actions have brought dishonor to my hearth. My name is Sion of the Wood Sprites of the Forest of Nadria. I swear I will commit no violence if none is committed against me. Kavati Riladvo. And then she said, Tivo Riladi. And that means uh, my life for my word. And she said, your word your word for your life. For your life. Yeah. And then right. she said, hey, drinks on, next round's on the house. And then Richter said, and the one after that is on me. So he kind of cut the tension and everybody's not friends, but they sort of, I guess, understand. And then she, he explains, you know, again, why are you here? What do you need? And he gives her the rundown. Um, well, first I need to sell my stuff and, you know, that kind of stuff. I need to sell my wares and a place to stay. Uh, and then I'm, and I need people from my village. Uh, she says, what kind of people? So people that can make a community, carpenters, farmers, masons, guards, blacksmiths, etc. I have a village rich with, rich with resources. Um... So she gives them some 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 uh, info on where they can go to to sell their stuff. Uh, it's they can't stay in Leafs Crossing forever. They they have to continue to law to to do most of their business. But for the night, they have a place to stay at the Whistling Inn. They went and got some new clothes. Uh, they sold their horses, so and they end up making better time on foot without their pack mm-hmm. animals. And they got back, and Calder was there, and and everybody, um, everybody hung out and had a drink, and yeah, go ahead. So in the so when Calder gets there, they uh, enter into this conversation where Calder explains to them exactly what the papers mean that Scion is required to have, um, and he explains to um, Richter and Scion that in the decades before. Um, the monarchy was really good about, you know, being inclusive to... Um, well, Rosie gave them that. Well, before they went and got clothes, Rosie gave them the whole... Because I wrote here, wrote, she explains why the racism is thriving so much in, in Eve. And she explained when the, when, the, when, the, when the monarchy, when the king died, the son took over, his right. cabinet, he appointed all these conservatives to his advisors and cabinet. And they all, within 10 years took all the power away from non-humans through through laws and sanctions uh basically they're they're indentured servants at best 
uh, in places. They can't travel freely. And then I think maybe later Calder explains exactly that once he says, oh, did you get all your paperwork? And he's like, yeah, what, what do we need this for? He's like, and then he uh, emphasizes and it builds on what Rosie told him earlier, but from like a bureaucratic sense. He's like, that paper says you're responsible for him as a human. You you basically have ownership of him. And and they're, Richter's like, man, you, you can't get away from hatred and bigotry and intolerance no matter what world you're on and so right. he's, he's he's a little uh, he's a little little bummed out about that uh but they they had a good conversation and, and good drink um the next day and, and we're on the chapter 19 now the next day they sold the weapons the the the, the uh skins the skins that they had bought with them. The trader couldn't afford the ice staff, but he gave, he said it's worth more than he had, but he did recommend they they take it to a few different places or a deal, a weapons dealer or a mage guild. Uh, what they did sell only amounted to one gold and a handful of silvers, but every bit, little bit helped. Uh, the conversion ratio is the same. Ten coppers okay. equal silver, ten silvers equal, equal gold. And right. one copper is basically a dollar. Um, yeah, he so, also he reached uh, level three in air magic because they were making haste. He kept at every chance. He was casting weak haste on him, and him uh, him and uh, Scion were casting weak haste on themselves. Uh, a week later, they made it to law. Mm-hmm. They they had to show Scion's papers, but nobody really really bothered they just gave a cursory look and you know let them go ahead uh, they finally made it to a place called the Laughing Imp which was a place Rosie recommended it's a little more boisterous a little smellier <laughs> a little, right. little probably a little rougher because again they're in, they're in a big city they're not on the outskirts of, of town anymore they're mm-hmm. a week walking in into into town on paved roads, so it's not on like on paved roads. Right, houses are getting nicer. You know, he's noticing the, the quality of 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 inns and things. kept their vi- kept their journey that week or so on the road comfortable because there were places to hang out and bars and hotel. You know, inns to to stop and be comfortable and eat and sleep and get a good meal. Um, so they get to uh, they get to the laughing imp. They ask for Tarad. Mm-hmm. They, they asked the busty bartender, they, who, who Richter had a cr- creepy moment staring at her boobs a little too long. Uh, they give Tarad the code word, which was "I'm traveling to Iblis" or something like that. Uh huh. And and Tarad uh, gives him a nod. Oh, Tarad, and but before that, he did analyze Tarad as he walked up to him. He's a level six, one seventy health, one ten mana, one sixty stamina and Richter's like man there he's higher than I expected and then that's when he goes through like most of the people are level 3 1 to 3 some of the soldiers are 10 Calder was a 12 and when asked about it Calder said he had been a former soldier and soldiers are required to fight you know monsters that occasionally crop up so he introduces himself to uh, to Richter or to, to Rod and he says we're travelers to Isabel uh, and then Tarad led them behind, through the kitchen, into an alley behind the inn, which 
dead end it with a wall and garbage bags. They turned around, and all the cooks had come out and had knives or kind of cudgels. And right, so, you led them into an ambush. Yeah. Right. And Sion drew his sword, like, yo, what is going on? Right. He's like, you need to tell me who you are right now, and if I don't like your answers, answers this filth-ridden alley will be the last thing you see. And... So, Richter does his spiel. You know, he goes, you know, I was sent here by Rose from the... Well, well don't, skip, don't, don't skip the... the you know, he had to puff his chest up too, because so Sion behind him draws his sword, and then mm-hmm. Richter goes, "There's no palms up, acquiescing. There's no need for this. We were sent. Oh, you were right. We were sent by Rosie, the owner of the Whistling Hen, and Leaves Crossing. She told me to come here, say that phrase to you. I have a village. I need specialized labor to build it into something worthwhile. She told me many non-humans are unhappy with the new laws and are not being treated fairly. I can offer them another option." She heard me out. She said, you might know some people who would be interested. And then he, Tarot stared at him. Any, everything you're saying, somebody might know by simple gossip. Everyone knows the laughing imp welcomes nine humans. Someone might use that knowledge to try to find malcontents. How do I know that you're not just trying to trick us and then throw us into the king's dungeons? And he's like, listen, I'm here to offer you a chance. And an honest life to those who deserve it. We gave you the code word. It's a bill. If you don't want to help, fine. We'll figure it out another way. But if you move any closer to me and my friend, you're very like it's very likely that this alley will be the last thing that you, you see. Right. So Rick, I don't think he's like looking at him like, oh, there's a level twelve or a level six guy and we could take him. I think he's looking at it as I just went toe-to-toe with a giant scaling. I went toe-to-toe with all types of skeleton warriors and mages. Fam, you don't want none of this. Like, right. like I- I'm not being cocky, but like, look, there's a good chance you are going to die here, too. Like, right. this might and be I'm, only two of us, but we good. Or, and I'm tired. I've been on the road for a week. <laughs> like, I'm far away from what my home... I said the code word. I said this. I said that. Now let us in. Right. Yeah, he's getting frustrated. Yeah. Um, but tensions did die down. He said, "Oh, Tarot said you need to tell me something that 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 only I would know, or only Rosie would know." He said that she said you're a good man who had, who had, who listens, and but you're a bastard and cheats at cards. And right. then he and then Tarot relaxed and smiled and said, "That does sound like something Rosie would say." <laughs> and then he dismissed the men, the, the other cooks with the, the knives, and then acted like nothing happened. All right, uh, we got lamb lamb stew. How do you like your ribs? Your room is up there to three doors to the right. See you in the morning. We'll talk. And he's like, just like nothing happened. And he left the alleyway, leaving Richter and Sion there. They sheathed their swords, and then they go. Sion goes, well. I've never had lamb before, and it did smell awfully good. <laughs> and he goes, man, logic won out. Like, I guess we're staying the night. And they stayed the night. They pushed their beds against the against the uh, the door for some extra precaution. Uh, but they mm-hmm. were awoken the next the next morning by the bar, the innkeep telling them Tarad wants to see him. They get downstairs. Tarad's drinking tea, and he's explaining like, hey, my bad about that, but uh, I'm a I'm kind of an important person around here. Uh, the, 
everybody knows I hate how things are going and I'm friendly with the non-humans and I'm a part of this underground railroad type thing that's ferrying non-humans out of the city and he explains that no, at the beginning at first nobody cared non-humans right. want to leave the city, leave the town go elsewhere, good riddance we don't want y'all around here anyway but the labor, the merchants va- people that had valuable skills were leaving and the upper crust were like hey all our labor and, and the police, people we buy our goods and, and get our skills from are leaving. You can't let the these, you know, gnomes and goblins and trolls leave. They got muscle and they forge stuff and they do various skills. You need to keep them, make them stay. And through legislation and edicts, uh, that's how the bound system became and making most non-humans nothing more than indentured servants yeah. and like all their taxes all their money goes to the to the to crown it's it's it sucks so Tarodzin has this underground railroad type deal that's fa- that ferries folks out uh group small groups at a time but he uses a group of m- mercenaries or thieves whatever they are the the night blades they control the underground and the sewers and that's how they get people out well, the Nightblades are exploiting them and going, five silvers ain't, ain't going to cover it no more. We want eight silvers per head or whatever the cost. They were doubling it. and Or we're not going to return your your folks that we got. So they got a group right. of people that were, they were in charge of helping escape. They go, mm, we'll hold them hostage and demand more money. So Tarad says, if you can help us get our folks back, you'll be good and end with us. Right. And that's... Yeah. And that's a quest that he that he has to accept. Um, is it a fight for those who cannot yes, win? Yes, that, that so chapter nineteen ends with with that, and chapter twenty begins with with Tarad telling them about the night blades, and it's called yes, fight for the ones who cannot win. A group of non humans is being held for ransom. Uh, Tarad will help you, but only if you can help him first. He needs your aid to free the captured non-humans from the thieves. So, that's that's the plan. And Richter's like, looks at Sion, and he's like, yeah, we're in. Because he knows this is how it works, and he needs these folks to trust, because he needs their help. Um, so, yeah, Richter lets him know, like, there's some stuff I need to handle before I get into this with you. I need to sell some stuff. I'm looking for a merchant. Um, um, and, you know, we're n- new to magic. We are looking for some books and they are directed. They're they are directed. Yeah, he, he shows he tells him, go. Here's go. To, here's here's two solid merchants or two solid uh, uh, magic folks go to one or the other they decided to go to the uh, uh, merchant first to sell the jewels and whatever and in case they needed more money to buy magic things mm-hmm. they go to the merchant he's this uh, round short Arab looking guy is kind of how they, they describe him He's his voice in the audio is huzzah hello friend welcome to my store huzzah we can always strike a deal like he's super like over the top salesman chummy that's how right. i'm gonna that's his that's his uh that's his end that's his gimmick to be like your bow oh, my friend welcome to my store yeah uh not like when i was in in egypt at the bazaar they were aggressive 
cousin, cousin, you buy, you buy slippers, you buy, like, fam, I'm not gonna buy anything with you on the back of me. Give me like two feet of space. You right. know, they're super aggressive. They see Westerners and think, oh, these are rich people. But like, fam, I'm, on, I'm here on a budget. Right. <laughs> the way that they describe him in the audiobook makes me think that he is trying to make up for not putting points in charisma by faking it. Like, that's what it seems like to me. Well, he's. I think he's overcompensating because you know his mer- his uh I guess his merch he's a merchant by profession. We don't really yeah. know that what certainly what that means as of yet. But you know knowing what we know, you know his merchant game is high. Mm-hmm. So I think he probably relies on that because he does all right. Certainly Richter isn't exactly he he's a easy he's an easy mark because he doesn't know what things are worth and you know. And we find out later that this guy is playing more of this part than he is actually this overzealous guy. You find out later on in later um books that the merchant is uh probably way suaver and Hafiz. way more. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yet you find out that Hafiz is is probably playing down for Richter mm-hmm. um, and trying to meet him where he is. He probably has a pretty good um, uh, a pretty good fake in front um, because again he is in a storefront uh, in a pretty major city um, and you know just doesn't know who's gonna walk in. So so yeah, we find out later that he's a lot more um, uh, inept than he appears to be upon first meeting. Well, he's a lot more capable, you mean? Yes. He's not yes. as inept. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Uh, Richter tells him, I'm trying to sell some jewels. Um, and and he puts it on the counter and opens it. And he's like, sir, please. Closes the case, runs to the front, closes his blinds, put the clothes sign up, and goes, that's a lot of wealth you're carrying around. He makes sure nobody saw that Richter was holding so much. He's like, let's go into the you know, back part of the store where we can right. talk real money because he's noticed he sees Richter's got some dough and everything's changed off. You know, because he sees what he's working with. Um, please, sir, be careful. That much wealth would be worth all of our lives. <laughs> um, and then Richter's like, "You seem to show a great deal of trust." He's like, "You've been sent by Tarad, which means a great deal." So you're getting an idea that Tarad is. Uh, He's a guy to be to be trusted, or certainly a lot of people put their put their trust in in him. Um, so yeah, if he started removing the gems one by one, he's holding them up to his to his uh, little jewel examiner thing to his eye. He's writing things down, notations on paper. He's like, "This will take a while. Peruse my goods while you wait." So right. Richter starts starts uh, basically shopping. Um, he sees some useful things, some rope, flint, steel, some oil, some other sundry items, you know, that you would need on the road if you're camping out and stuff. And then he goes to the back for the elite items. And it's more gems and jewelry. So he doesn't want those. He's here to sell jewel gems and jewelry. Then he found some interesting stuff. So let me run through these real quick. All right. He found a steel arrowhead of dispelling. It's a 34% chance to dispel active enchantments on a target. Just wow. 
So that would have helped with that skeleton mage that had the uh, little force field uh, a couple chapters ago. Right. An arrow, steel arrow head of flame will do an additional four to six damage on impact. A chance to cause burn. Steel arrow head of stun. 46% chance to stun the target for six to eight seconds. Steel arrow head of negation. Chance to ignore magical defense. That would have worked on that uh, on that force field. Because mm-hmm. it just went through it like, mm, you ain't here. Uh, and then regular steel arrowheads. Oh, wait. Weak poison. Oh, yeah, that, it goes to the next page. Steel arrowhead of weak poison. Chance to poison the target for an additional three to four damage for six to eight seconds. Arrowhead of freeze. Again, these are pretty self self-explanatory steel arrowhead of piercing steel arrowhead of confusion uh jackpot richter moved to the box of arrowheads to the front counter he also found various items that will come in handy ring of health ring of mana a belt of strength and the coup de gras the big one look at you 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 tell it what is he hype about he finds a bag of holding. Yes. And <laughs> as soon as they said it, you're like, that's, yes. How was he going to carry all this crap? Like in every game you have, like you can play, like, I just finished playing GTA 5 for the millionth time in the last seven years. And you can carry a rocket launcher and a Gatling gun on you. It's like, where do you pull these things out from in these games? Like <laughs> some of the games like Call of Duty, it's a little more real. Like you can only carry three three weapons and even that's still like a little much but a bag of holding let's explain what a bag of holding does it's first off it's scarce it's a scarce item class and it's exquisite quality and it's soul bound which means it's you can't lose it you get thrown off a cliff and live it'll it'll and without your bag it'll appear uh you know a few minutes later back on your waist or if you get thrown off a cliff and die, in Richter's case, yes. when you come back, you, you still have your you, you still your have your bag of holding. full of stuff, full of all your potions, full of all your everything you kept in there. Yep. And also here's and that's not even here's where it's really this is where the holding part comes in. What it does is it it minuses what things weigh by ninety percent. Mm-hmm. So you could carry a ton, which is two thousand pounds, and it would only weigh two hundred pounds. Right. If that am I so, doing math right? Yes. So you, as someone who plays video games, mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, great, cool, bag of holding." Me, as someone who does not play video games, said, "Bag of holding." Wait, that's a thing. Wait, that's uh, awesome. Wait, it does what? <laughs> I was It's a pocket dimension. Oh my goodness. You can put you can basically put it's again, if you're familiar with fantasy or video games, you can take a bag, you could put a stop sign or a, a giant pole in it and it's not going to like be bulging and poly on your as you carry it. It's it's it even keeps things alive. Or, or I'm sorry. No, 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 no. No, fresh. No. It, it keeps things fresh, not right. alive. Because he put right. a live fish in. It came out dead, but it was still fresh. He still ate right. it. Um, so, so it is the equivalent to Mary Poppins' carpet bag. You could put mm. anything in it, and you're good. Yes. 
I, I love the premise. The fact that he has it and what he does with it is except awesome. it's not the cheesy 1950s uh, uh, effects where her bag is like on a table, <laughs> on which table. clearly has like a hole underneath <laughs> it with like you know somebody handing her up stuff. But but yes, right. Uh, so what else does he get? So okay, so he's hype at last. What Richter had been missing more than anything else from his game days was an, was the inventory that was present in every RPG. Having the ability to mm-hmm. having to actually schlep everything he wanted to carry was a real pain in the butt. Everyone who has to walk back from the store carrying bags of groceries would know what he's talking about. He held the mm-hmm. bag almost reverently as he placed it on the counter by the time he was done perusing Hafiz was putting down his ledger done cataloging his stones truly good sir you have truly blessed to have found such rich trove of jewels and he's like are they really that good and he's like yeah man oh yes my monocle of identification has made me the finest made of the finest elvish glass smiths and then enchanted by one of the masters so He's not only a crazy dope merchant and negotiator, he's got magic items that he can aid in his... Yeah, so Hafiz is really, really good, and he's really a character that's super interesting. Uh, so there's a ton of just negotiating back and forth. Um, Ten gold coins equals a... Equals a... Uh, is it a bar? I think a bar, not a crown. Because I think ten bars might equal a crown. Everything mm-hmm. goes up and up and up. Yeah. Um. So he sells. Sell, I mean, there's there's back and forth and back and forth. And Richter's doing the best job he can because he's so out of his element as a negotiator and also mm-hmm. out of his element because he don't know what these prices are. He don't know what jewels are worth. He's yeah. So he also and, and- yeah. I'm sorry, and this is uh this is one portion of the series where Scion cannot help him because Scion doesn't the, the no, sprites Scion don't care about even, money. Yeah, Scion doesn't. He he turns down money all, coins all the time. He, right. He just want he'll take items. He'll take magic items of ring. Oh yeah, sure, that's practical. I can use that. But human affairs, so, this kind of barter bartering and negotiate. He's probably better at bartering like hey i got a couple sacks of grain uh right you got uh uh, uh some you know gunpowder you know swords we need let's do you know whatever that's the kind of stuff but coins and jewels and yeah. no point of reference they are completely out of their depths uh what else does he get so he gets the bag of holding he sold he who takes ownership of it um it's a 20 by 20 grid inside so it's really again very gamer and very very inventory and and just it's all set just like just like a video game it's it's really good he uh he asks if he has any maps he buys Mm -hmm. a, a traveler's map from him um this is a traveler's map sir are you familiar with the guild no no idea what the guild yeah. is. Yeah. Um, Hafiz goes on to explain that the traveler's map was was made by um, a, a potpourri a potpourri of different races. The traveler's map, or I'm sorry, the 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 map guild are a potpourri of different races. Some magic, some fighters, some other simple woodsmen. Uh, but their common, what they have in common is their love of travel, right. uh, either singly or in groups. 
And as they move across the land, they create maps, and the maps sell for exorbitant fees. So, it, it, it has a ring. Is this the one that has? Yes. It has, yeah. It's in conjunction with the ring. So everywhere you travel, it fills in on the map. Mm-hmm. And the old, the, he bought, he ended up buying an older map because that's what he could afford. He just could not afford one of the newer, more expensive, modern, filled in traveler's maps. So he bought an older one that's like 400 years, like five, 300 years old, the guy, the last person that held it. So it doesn't have any modern, uh, uh, um, all the new buildings and stuff that happened, you know, basically the only thing that are the same are riverways and mm. natural, natural, artif- not artifacts, natural uh, um, places that don't change. Right, peaks and valleys of the land yes, and, mountains. you know, Exactly. And it's all in black and white showing where the other person has been and when Richter travels it'll fill in with color and it's it's really cool, really intuitive like an idiot can figure it out and Richter goes, I can do this, give it to me Traveler's Map all day so he gets a he gets a bunch of stuff he he uh, he ended up uh Again, he he spent a lot of money, a lot of money. Um, but he got a lot of stuff and a lot of worthwhile stuff. Uh, some diamonds he had to come up off of that he did not want to come up off of. Uh, this was this was cool. He goes. Richter finally closed his eyes and rubbed the spot on his ear that always relaxed him. He had followed George Takai on Facebook. When he was back on Earth, first off, George Takai still alive in 2037. Like that's awesome, and still on Facebook, <laughs> you know, posting cool stuff. Uh, he it, it, George Takai in that he followed back when he was on Earth. One day had showed a, shown a pressure point called the Shen Men. Apparently, mm-hmm. it translated to Heavenly Gate. You rub it, and it's just relaxing. And then it goes, congratulations, you've learned a sub-skill, pressure points. So he <laughs> he's just doing a thing he found relaxing and comforting. And, yeah, and he ended up, that's like, well, typical land. It's, uh, everything's a, a thing. Like when he overcame in episode one, when he died and he cried for a day. And then he finally went, you know what, screw this. I'm going to go right. kick those wolves' ass. And he was like, congratulations, you have dug deep and found the, the you know whatever in you right um sir learn, learn some other skills uh, uh unarmed combat i'm not sure how he uh oh that's all from the pressure point thing mm-hmm. so uh then he got then he, the, the, the traveler's map he basically pins to his to his himself it's not soul bound but you have found traveler's map would you like to accept ownership of it and so he does that um. So uh, somehow, while exploring the map, he gets offered a quest. The right and ancient wrong one. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, and it this, says the it, traveler that made this map accepted a quest that remains undone as he is now dead and no previous owners of this map have completed it. The task now falls to you. Um, success conditions travel to the lost citadel and find the remains of the mage. Poquatil. Okay. Yeah. P O Q U A T I L T I L. Yeah. Oquatil. Um. So yeah, unwittingly, um, he is offered another challenge, and so from the beginning of the book, where um things sort of progress slowly, what you'll find is as as we move from book one until two, um, at one point Richter just looks up and goes, okay, these quests are stacking up now. Like the, the I, I'm not sure what the priority of getting them done is because there are so many. So they are starting to pick up steam and they are starting to come from unexpected places. Even the items that he's buying um, are, have, you know. Yeah, traveler's can- map gives, again, if he would have bought the, if he could have afforded one of the newer, more filled-in ones, he probably wouldn't have gotten a quest because right. it's newer. This thing is like the only reason it's there is because it's the guy died. Nobody else it did the yeah. It's it's uh... the opportunities for him to advance and uh, conquer challenges and get points are falling in his lap. So again, his ability to um, have the limitless skill. Um, and you know the limitless uh, the ability to pick up languages um, and everything seems to be pointing to um, him just being a cavalier overachiever and to sort of almost um, through no real uh, forward momentum um, of his own sometimes stuff is just falling in his lap so so yeah it, it almost seems like almost as um, if somebody put him on a path and he's following this this path yeah. right yeah you, you know, right so many things you, you remember that conversation with Zetrix and how he goes man somebody really likes you up there right. and you're just like up where who who likes him what yeah yeah um, so okay so he he he, he squares up with Hafiz uh, Hafiz directs him to um, directs him to where he can go and sell his magic items and buy magic items he goes to uh, to a shop he says it's just like uh, uh, Tarot explained uh, Aldima it's uh, Aldima's focus the storefront mm-hmm. and Tarad sent us what does he need he's like nothing I'm, I'm here for my friend we're looking to trade he's like I'm looking for spells uh, for me and my companions, specifically for air magic, but I'm interested in anything else. So he's like, you know, by the law of king, magic can only taught to and by members of licensed guilds. Like, just kind of like by rote, just like instinctively, like, holy crap, this is, like, you know, this is not a he, he, it's like buying Lucy's at, a, at the store. Right. <laughs> If they don't know your I, face, yeah, I can't technically buy and sell you the loose, and you just like, come on, Poppy. Right. Uh, so he, so after some back and forth and trying to get to know each other with, uh, like, just measuring each other, um, he realizes uh, that he's good to sell to. Like he, he wasn't even well, he wasn't even talking to the the merchant. Ah. It was like the the. 
What is it? The merchant stared at him, both no one speaking. Richter placed a small jewel on the counter. He looked at what Richter had dropped and. Uh, are you Aldima? Richter asked. No, Aldima's right behind you, he said, pointing behind Richter to the left. So. It's, yeah, it's uh, they they go through a bunch of stuff. The guy's name's Killkick. His daughter's Leandra, who I can't wait to come back. And I hope they 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 because they had this little flirtatious kind of deal, and Killick isn't exactly excited that some you know weird guys is coming in the shop selling stuff and hitting on his daughter. Uh, but Leandra's very independent and very... Uh, I'm not going to say she's very aggressive. She's certainly not like... Uh, she's not a daddy's girl and, you know, going to do everything her, her, her dad tells her. Um, I love the way she's written. She almost reminds me of, uh, like, a super... Like, a slightly younger Laura Croft. She seems like she can handle herself. Totally. And the negotiating she, man she negotiates she's like yeah I will sell you these books again like we talked earlier this is a person that's this is her livelihood she mm-hmm. doesn't give away her livelihood right and she ended up selling them a book of, of weak bear skin a book of grease a book of weak ice dagger mm-hmm. uh, so some pretty basic uh, but Leandra is a high elf she's a level 8 and she has a uh, high mana, two fifty. Mm-hmm. Which which makes which makes sense. And these spells really um, start laying the structure of what will be uh, Richter's arsenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and His go-to's. He, right, and they are low level. You're like, but oh, grease! Like, cause how much? She, like, grease is like that spell, right? man. And then when he uses how? them in conjunction with the fire, it's like, oh man. Yeah. How many times has he used that darn grease mm-hmm. spell to get? Have him you pick? listened to any of the pre any of the any of the book eight? Uh, 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 uh. So go on Instagram. Go to the Lit RPG Instagram account. There's four parts. They're all about six minutes. So there's half of chapter one. Okay. Of, of book eight that's been posted on Instagram as like a primer or okay. don't because at the by the end of it you're like oh, i still gotta wait a week <laughs> the, the, the episode or the, the book don't drop on audio till june 2nd and it's the tw- right as May i'm holding on to my credits as we holding yeah on well credit. I, I, i'm just probably going to have to come up off of uh 27 or whatever <laughs> it's going to be because i don't have any more credits and yeah i'm and i'm going to need that the day it Matter of fact, I'll probably be up like I was for when the Secret Commonwealth came out back in October. Just midnight, hit and refresh, hit and refresh on my Audible, hit and refresh, and then by two in the morning, boom, it was there. Like, ah! so I have a question. Have, do you have any idea about the length of book eight? Because it's a normal. It's a normal. It's, okay. Uh, it's 14 hours audio or something like that. So when you talk about wanting to know and wanting to talk to um, all around or the editors, what I really want to know, because going and reading through the series and getting to book seven Mm -hmm. um, and looking at the stats on book seven and seeing that, is it like 42 hours long? 46 hours long, 2,200 pages. Right. So, And I thought it was a, I thought it was a, error like oh wait no something's wrong i was like oh did book five 
four, five, and six get combined into one. I was like, what, what happened? And then I went to Goodreads and went to Pages, and it said 2,200 pages. I was like, oh, my God. The other, the first couple books were 400. This book I'm holding is like less than 400 pages. Yeah, 278 or something like that. So. Listen, blew my mind. Yep. I would love to know why book seven is such a hefty read. And then the other ones are these. And he went right back to, you think book eight's 20 out? No, he went right back to normal 350, 400 page kind of regular novels length book. And, and it's like the, the amount of content that's in book seven could easily have been split into more than one book. It definitely could have been books, uh, really, seven, eight, and maybe nine, too? Maybe. It, it was like five books in one. Just page-wise, it easily could have been split into to five books. Content-wise and, like, how you, you can't leave off you know you have to leave right. at a certain point it probably certainly could have been three it certainly two books but probably three lengthy 700 page books in and of their own so what i said when i started reading book seven was i kind of put my life on hold so i was listening to the book at work on the drive home driving my kids to like practice mm-hmm. like i was always listening to it um under the assumption like this book is so long that the story that the ending of the story has to be um so all-encompassing and wrapping um but it wasn't the end I oh no 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 it wasn't the, it was the end of that book and it, right. but it was also those things all-encompassing so it many was- things came together so many loose ends got tied up and also got re untied in, in a lot I of ways. Was, yeah. I felt like I had been punched in the chest when I got to the end of the book for the story to continue. Like I had put everything on hold. Like, no, this is what I'm doing. And to get to the end of it and to know that I was gonna have to wait again for the next book to come out. Yeah, it was <laughs> It's the worst when you binge a thing that's you know, when it's when we started reading, there were seven books available. So you can right. just get completely absorbed for months at a time. And then it ends and you got to wait like everybody else. Right. It happened with me, Game of Thrones. I jumped in after season four, binged, got caught up. And then I had to watch season five, six, seven, and eight like everybody else for the last five years. <laughs> uh, right. But yeah, okay, let's, let's wrap this thing up. So he ends up right. selling them the – after getting all those books – the magic books of his own. He sells right. Leandra and Killick the staff. And she uh Oh, it was the leg bone of a frost giant steeped in the waters of the great northern glacier. Must have been enchanted by Oh, so she's muttering to herself. So that's what we learned. So yes, we were like, hey, maybe it's a mountain troll. Nope, it was a great northern. Or I'm sorry, it was a, it was a. Uh, I just had it. Where, where it going? Leg bone of a frost giant. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, so Richard so- buys the um, book of weak charm. No, no, no. He had that. He already used that. No. What book? Did he, he buys another book because he well, gets... The Grease, the bear, Weak Bear Skin, Grease, and a uh, book of Weak Ice Dagger. And then he... he. So two hours they're, they're, they're negotiating. 
and how how much are you going to pay for the staff composed of these books and what's the, going to be the final who owes who what uh, and after that he learned, he learned earth magic water magic and he also learned the skill trade because right. he was negotiating and doing a decent job I guess uh, Leander agreed to keep an eye out for other spell books they thanked him they thanked her and, and Killick and then they left and they went back to uh, they went back to the alley because uh, Tarad was like hey you gotta be back here by five five bells after the Whatever. Basically like five right. in the afternoon. That's how I mm-hmm. took it. They met back up in the alley where they almost had the, the fight the night before. And it was a bunch of other dudes. Like more people in on the caper. Or the uh, uh, rescue. It's not a caper. Mm-hmm. And Tarad and the other guys are basically like, okay, you guys are going to go here. We're going to be under the tunnels. And Richter... I mean, it can be easy. You're there, you're in this strange town, and you're about to do some fighting. And you're with your best pal, the guy whose trust, whose back you got. But you, as a strategist, know his use is his use is best used away from you. Right. So he goes, look, Scion's deadly with an arrow. He needs to be outside where he can shoot. Do, can you do you guys have a place for them and they're like yeah so you know I, I don't know if I would have been able to be that selfless like hey I'm here about to go into battle I want my best pal that I know got my back next to me but he knows that they have a they have a goal to accomplish and sh- strategically um, Scion would do better outside so they end up meeting up with all the rogues and all the folks that are in on this uh, in on this rescue plan and they're all placed in his they're all like under the tunnel they got their plan you're gonna go in here you wait for the signal the signal is this you guys you know boom so Richter is just like oh okay we're sitting in this tunnel we're bored waiting for the signal I want to practice one of these spells I just uh, got right so uh, so he cast weak bear skin his grew his skin grew rough and the sensation in his fingertips decreased slightly Drawing the dagger from the crate, he scraped the point along his skin with little effect. So, that's the the, the weak bear skin. And the other... Oh, the weak ice dagger. Um, oh, he did the... He did the well, the first one he did was the weak ice dagger. And mm-hmm. he, he, you know, basically an, uh, uh, an icicle formed in his hand. He threw it. And he realized, I'll never be weaponless. And, ever and again. Ever again. And as a rereader, you go, hmm, it would have been nice if that, because this isn't really a part of his repertoire, Weak Ice Dagger. Because he, he always has, he never really, <gasps> maybe Book 8, because he's weaponless. He's, never mind. I didn't, I, never mind. Never mind. Just shut up. And then lastly, he casts Grease. The floor looks slightly shinier in the dark, in the torchlight, but otherwise there was no real effect. He wondered how he was wondering how to test it and then one of the men to his right fell with a loud curse another fell trying to help him they looked around with irritation until seeing Richter's sheepish expression the the tirade that followed convinced him to sit quietly and wait for the operation to begin and that's where we end with them ready to uh ready to go in and 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 rescue these non-humans that they've been tasked to rescue to gain the trust of Tarad and and if you gain the trust of Tarad you gain the trust of his whole crew Mm -hmm. and you have access to all the knowledge that they have and all the everything so 
beat the night blades, rescue the folks, and 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 they're a he's right. Richter is a heck of a big giant step closer to the Miss Village being functional and and yes, populated and, and growing. Yes. Yes. Uh, so next time we will we will talk about the battle of the night blades. We will meet. The captives. What's his? No, no, no. Yes, we will meet the captives that they're rescuing, but we'll also meet. What's his face? The leader of the Nightblades. Oh God, what's his name? Mm. Malachi or, or. Yeah, somebody. We meet. We meet a. We meet a bad guy that. Uh, yeah, and Richter gets to show more of why he's. Uh, why he's so honorable. So yeah, so friends made, Tarad, Rosie, Calder, uh, um, enemies made. I guess Jonesy, <laughs> that bigot guard, and right. I don't think the lady, the front desk lady, she was kind of a scumbag, but not an enemy. Edwin is kind of a, a neutral. You know, he was a tool. He's not a friend or nor enemy. Uh, magic's learned air magic. He he awakened air magic in his best pal. Learned a couple of spells: grease, bearskin, uh, 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 errant wind, weak haste, ice dagger. So he's building up a nice little, uh, a nice little, uh, nice little repertoire, a nice little uh, staff of, um, of weapons and, and stuff, items. Right, gear and um, some. You know, he's he's gained a brother and now some apparent allies. And more opportunities to level up. Um, he's got, right, he's got a seed core now. Um, he he's, got, has a- he's got a seed core, and he's got a core core, like a, the the fir- the altar that he got from opening up from beating the skeleton. Uh huh. Yeah. The and as we will see in later chapters, um, even though it is difficult for him to obtain these things, um, both the seed core and the actual uh, building core, um, we still don't. He still does not explain to you how magnificent these items. Because he doesn't know. He really doesn't know yet. Right. Until Um, until he shows his villagers and they all go make it into this turn it into that a golem do a the, 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 yes a forge right, a, 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 right. we'll talk about that mm-hmm. soon yes yeah. soon um best line i think it's probably the scion line about you know don't maybe stop finding yourself laying under uh, on your back underneath the uh, spread eagle underneath big big men or whatever his line was when he stabbed the skeleton in the neck that was laying on top of on top of richter um, and I, rep- go, hmm? go I'm sorry, go. No, no, you you go, please. I really liked um, that. Uh, so we don't talk about it much here, but when they talk about the um, whispering hen, um, the whispering when, hen. Yes, when the when they talk about the. Um, the inn there is an inside joke amongst the people in the town um that we don't talk about but it is a house of ill repute yes um everybody keeps going yo the whistling in huh Mm, nudge nudge and richter's like what nudge nudge what and then they get there and call their slips a couple coins to one of the girls and they go upstairs giggling and he's pinching her butt and then you go oh and then he looks at rosie like 
this is a whorehouse? And she's like, son, this is the whistling hen. You pay the girls, and they'll whistle wherever you want them to whistle. And that's, like, the joke of the, you know. I absolutely love. So the part that I love is that, you know, we are uh, listening to the story through Victor's perspective. So a lot of his jokes, his quips, we get. Yes. But they don't get. So this is one that they get that we don't get, that we have to be let in on. Uh And I appreciate the turnabout. Yep. And yeah, we talked about his honorable traits throughout, excuse me, throughout. So he's becoming just such a, a, a well-rounded, just continuing to be a likable per, a likable lead protagonist uh, of the story. Right. Uh, weapons found. He got that long sword. Uh, and like I said, now he has the weak ice dagger uh, spell. He'll never mm-hmm. be he'll never be weaponless. So, yeah, uh, another fun, fine, and long uh, episode here. But uh, I appreciate. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Do you think our next episode will be the entirety it's of the book? I'm looking. It's it's chapters twenty one through twenty six. So there's no need to to stretch that out. Yeah. So next episode will be, and the goal was to finish this in four episodes, and so so we're on that trajectory uh so the next, the next episode will probably uh most assuredly be the the uh final episode for book one and i don't know if i showed you ken let me show you here on the screen book two came in the mail Ooh. so uh yeah i got my copy of forging and yeah we can keep this thing moving but yeah but we got to get through episode four next time so until next time i appreciate oh you know what i i I kick myself every time and that i don't do this please follow us on twitter at ddust podcast you can email us at ddust podcast at gmail.com but you can also uh, drop us a voicemail, and it will. And if you want, it will be played on the show, and we'll edit it in and have your have your question asked um, on air. And you can hit us up on the voicemail at four one five seven eight seven five two two nine. So yeah, so drop us a, a, a tweet, a vo- an email, or a voicemail, or all three. And um, yes, so do those things, and we'll get at y'all next time. Thanks, Ken. I'll talk to you next time as well. Thanks, Travis. See you, folks. The Demon Dust Podcast is produced by Cameron Hawkins for the South Congress Podcast Network.